You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. We all love when our enemies fail. (laughs) No. But this time, I'm going to count the top 11 times that my enemies have been forced (laughs) to quit YouTube over Raya and the Last Dragon tweets. Oh, no. Why 11? Because I like to go one (laughs) One step step further. (laughs) I like to go one step past where anybody has gone before. Yeah. You, You... you think you've gone as far in film criticism as I have? Well, guess what, motherfucker? This goes up to 11. <laughs> to 11. Damn. <laughs> this is the top 11 reasons the wall sucks. <laughs> Each number being a song. <laughs> Hello, I'm the Nostalgic Rick. I'd like to count the top 11 saddest hand jobs my wife has ever given me. <laughs> Number 10, November 15th, 2006. <laughs> Number one, January 6th, 2021. I told her she had to, or else they win. <laughs> okay, let's be clear. Doug Walker was at the Capitol, right? <laughs> Hello, I'm a nostalgic critic. I'm storming the Capitol, so you don't have to. I'm the nostalgic critic. I end democracy, so you don't have to. Here's the top 11 ways the Democrats stole the election. Because I like to go one step beyond. Stop the seals! <laughs> Fuck. Okay, alright. <laughs> we're, we're recording Guys, this it's the on one, year one year anniversary of the Capitol riot. And we also had a talk about Doug Walker beforehand. And those two things have come into a confluence here. <laughs> So, hello, welcome to Podzilla King of if the If you're Cast. dropping in because you're hyped about Attack on Titan, and you want to see what these two podcasters you've never listened to before have, said, have to say about it, guess what? You're going to have to wait a while. <laughs> we got some bits to get into. So, welcome to Podzilla King of the Casters. I am your co-host, Brandon. And I'm your... Your other host. No, we never do this this way. This it is the opposite weird. It way. It feels yeah. wrong. It does. Producer Jasper is, oh my God, he's naked. He's a dog. But he's a dog, so it's okay. But he's also stroking himself, so that's not okay. With his mouth, he's licking. <laughs> that makes it better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hi folks. Uh, today we're talking about you know, back on the train here a little bit. Talking about Attack on Titan Season 4, uh, or called Attack on Titan the final season quote, but it 
it's only was part one, and now part two is coming yeah. out. So we're gonna call this you much know, like, season four, part one. It, it it changed its name in the final season, much like great iconic shows such as. Hannah Montana slash Hannah Montana Forever, the season four <laughs> final season of Hannah Montana. Exactly. <laughs> and just like uh, Hannah Montana, Aaron does go through some changes in disguise in this show, yeah. in this season. Start uh, Starting off, we are, we're going to give our overall thoughts. We are so far have watched up until episode, I think it was eight. Yeah, we yes. watched the first eight episodes of season four, part one. We're going to go into commercial break. During that commercial break, you guys will wait 30 seconds. We'll watch the uh, we'll watch the other eight because uh, that's how editing works. I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but but we don't have the real life time. We don't have to put on there. No, we do. We watch it really quick. <laughs> we get we get the summary. We get the summary of it. Put on five thousand percent speed. We just, we just sit in one of those clockwork orange chairs. <laughs> get, get the episodes injected. Please. I've had enough of the Aaron Yeager. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to give our own thoughts about this his first half of season four, part one. Uh, up, uh, it's the it's pretty much covers the entire raid of, I think it's Liberio arc. Like the raid on Marley. Like okay. Marley gets raided in this Wait, arc. Wait, is it Marley? What? I've been pronouncing it Marley this whole time. I don't... It's like either the, one of like those. Like the dog from And Me. <laughs> Marley! <laughs> oh no, Marley! We gotta put him down! <laughs> the dog? No, the whole nation! <laughs> so, um... Owen Wilson just shows up. With a big needle. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um... I don't Spoons. think that's how Marley in the ends. <laughs> He's the one who does it. <laughs> yeah, I think Marley just dies of natural causes. And Owen Wilson is like, wow, I learned a lot about life here. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't watch that movie again. It would make me too sad. So our overall thoughts on the first half of the season, I will, I can get started on this. So this is a watched Assassin's Bullet was the last episode we watched. This, so far to me, feels like what season three, part one should have been, in a way. In terms of, we're getting a lot of new information and we're having to establish a lot of stuff. But it's more interesting this time around. I remember, unless, I don't know how you feel about this so far, but like, for, I think so far for me, season three, part one has been the weakest part of the show. Yes, entirely. Because there was not as much character stuff that was going on. It was just so much like, okay, we got to tell you there's a royal family and the royal family's doing X, Y, Z. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like important things for the rest of the show, but just a lot of info dump stuff. Yeah. Some of it doesn't even really pay back, to be honest, <laughs> which is a little disappointing because a lot of stuff in the show does. But, um,. Season four, part one does that, but better. It's like, okay, we have to establish now, okay, like, you know, the cards are now revealed. Like, here is what the Attack on Titan world actually is and looks like, which is really interesting because I think it's, for me, it's one of the few examples where, what's it called? Uh, mystery box, right? Like the, yeah. oh, you know, it's a big mystery, what's going on? Attack on Titan for me is one of the few examples that I can think of from what I've seen personally where once it's actually revealed what's in the box, 
it makes the world more interesting to me. It, it's also, it's a bit more than a mystery box. Attack on Titan's a mystery matryoshka. <laughs> what is that? Russian nesting doll. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. It's like, oh, the world's bigger than you think one season later. Oh, you fucking thought? <laughs> it's bigger than you think. Bigger, yeah. So, overall, um, the characters have established a lot better. Because I think there's more groundwork they have to do here than in Season 3 Part 1. But they do it better. I think the choice of the first few episodes, you don't see, like, any of the main cast at all, was a good choice. Because now you care about I, them. I disagree. We'll, we'll talk about that. I... I mean, I texted you. I had a very hard time getting into the first couple of episodes of this batch because of how disoriented I was. And I felt like I felt completely unrooted by the choice to hold off on Aaron and the gang. Like when they show up, the show's backfiring on all cylinders. But I was like, just fucking show up already. (laughs) Would it? Would kill you to, like, cut away to Armin doing stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so that was my overall thoughts is I think this first half is, again, better than I remembered. I think it's overall my second watch things. Yeah. I'm going to wonder how I feel about the second half of this season. Because there's going to be a lot more plotting-y things, and I hope it keeps up, from what I remember, with being not as heavy. Hmm. And, like, being better about doing it than season three, part one. Hmm. So that's my thoughts. So so you did not... Yeah, you can go into your... Overall things? So, yeah, so I liked everything after the basement scene between, which we'll talk about between Aaron and Reiner. From there on, I was like, so I liked episode one. I'm okay with not seeing the main cast for episode one. Mm. But then as it kept going, and it's like, where the fuck, what? Just fucking get to them. Every time Aaron's not on screen, we should say, where's Aaron? (laughs) I don't need... I need, like... Aaron shows up technically in episode two. You just didn't know it was Aaron. Technically, yes. (laughs) Like... But, so, like... They should have given us, like, a little material, like, hinting at something with the... uh, Just with Mikasa or Armin or something. Just to make me feel a little more rooted. But from... Yeah, from when Reinar and uh, and Aaron meet up in the basement to the end of these first eight episodes, which that's like that's half. like half of it. Yeah, that I was so I was really on board, and a lot of stuff. Guys, my two favorite characters are dead. <laughs> One off screen. One off screen. I I I didn't have the heart to tell you, Nolan. Yeah. In season two, when you're like. Ymir's my favorite character. I was like, uh-oh. Because <laughs> she is a great character, but yeah. I, uh, with the story they're telling, I I do understand why she did have to be cleaned off the table. But I wish she was done in a better way. Yeah. I wish we had another episode with her. Yeah, it feels... Like, I'll talk... When, do we want to do the theories there. at the end of the episode, so after we've seen this whole season? Or do we I want think my theory so. now? No, I think we should watch the episodes. Because it'd be kind of weird for this first part of the thing to be like, I think this is going to happen. And then the second half happens, you're like, well, it's not going anymore. That'd be very funny, though. <laughs> I mean, do you... 
From the first half, I mean, you could do some, and then what about if you do? Okay, I'm gonna give you my some speakers. theories now, and then you can revise it at the end of the episode. Okay, yeah. So here. So what do you got? What you thinking? Have you seen the Legend of Korra? No. So in the Legend of Korra, in the first season, there's this kind of ether realm where all past avatars can okay. kind of like hang out. I think we're going to find something like... So I think Aaron Yeager, by the end of the show, is going to have... It's going to hurt real bad when we get to Armin, but he's going to take in all Titans. Okay. All of all nine of the Titans are going to be in him in in a non-sexual way. But Like, he's going to eat them. Because we yeah. see him, he's he's collecting them like fucking yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's going to have taken them all in, and in there, after unlocking that... He's get, there's gonna kind of be like a weird ether realm thing where like all past people to have had these titans are gonna be in there and we're gonna get more Amir that way and we're gonna get resolute because the show is doesn't well we are gonna get more Ymir what what maybe it's not the same Ymir but okay but yeah so I think it just put because the show has done that with a lot of character relationships where they have this um, this weird kind of lack of resolution to them. And a lot of that has been because of the weird way the show is constructed with its mysteries. Mm. But, like, you know, Grisha, for example, there is such a central figure and doesn't really get a... doesn't really get, like, a satisfying dynamic with his son within the show and like so i think aaron's gonna ingest all titans and then kind of be forced to face his music his his forefathers in this kind of ether realm and deal with the uh deal with the other uh other people who have been who have been these titans okay yeah interesting so that happens in... I thought that happened in Avatar. I know th there's always that meme of the line of Avatars. Oh, that's from that's from Legend of Korra. Oh, really? With yeah. young Aang? No, so we're thinking of two different things. So young Aang has a scene in like... Has a, like a quick flash of like seeing a vision of all, the whole line of his predecessors. Then Korra has like a significant portion of part one of the season one of Legend of Korra is dealing with like interacting with the past avatars in this realm mm. before ingesting them all and making them cease to exist anymore. She eats them? Not like eats eats them, but like <laughs> spiritually vores them. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. She spiritually vores them, so that's what I think is gonna happen. And they, what the fuck? Okay, all right, all right. Interesting theory. Okay, because all righty, we'll see where that goes. Maybe you'll change some things by the second half of this. We'll see about the second half of the episodes. Yeah, but that that's an interesting angle to think about. Okay. I obviously can't tell you. <laughs> no. You're like, oh, yeah, you got this right, uh, that wrong. <laughs> no. But I do, you bring up certain things. I'm. It's going to be interesting how you, how you, in, 
how you respond to th- certain things that are going to happen. Not in these batch of episodes, but season four, part two, with certain things. Not to go into the theory. I mean, I do think, even if I'm not around them, I do think it ultimately is going to come down to Aaron versus Armin because mm. of the because of the ingesting of so many titans. Armin just isn't like that. Armin likes to be pegged, not Vord. <laughs> so interesting thing from these episodes that I noticed, which do you want we should probably start going in but I've got thoughts, but like we should probably start going into like Yeah, well let's just going into the episodes now and then when we get to those episodes we yeah. can start talking about them. So I can start with episode... I wrote, like, all of them down the same notes, folks. It's, like, super long. So, episode 59 of season 3, part 2 is called The Other Side of the Wall. So, in that, you know, they go to their side of the wall. That's how the episode ends. Arm, you know, last thing we see is Aaron looking at the sea. Yeah. Bada bing, episode 60. So, the groundwork for this, you gotta know, is um, map... The studio has changed. The animation studio between season three, part two, and the final season. It went from Studio Wit to Studio Mappa. Which has some style changes and differences we'll get into later. But episode 60 is called The Other Side of the Sea. Which is a great title. So the first shot we see is a bird flying overhead. And we see a young boy dressed in white with like a yellow armband. And he's reaching up at the at the bird, and he's like, huh, what's going on? And it zooms out, and you realize this child who's like season one, episode one Aaron age, maybe a little older? Yeah. I, I think 12, 13, somewhere around there. I think he's not, see- he's got to at least be Aaron's joining the cadet's age, right? I think around there. Yeah. 13-ish, 14, maybe? He looks old, he, he looks significantly older than like. Aaron and little Mikasa. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he's a, you know, pre-teeny teenage kind of, yeah. like, still small. And he's in a battlefield. All of a sudden, he gets pulled in by some other troops. And this girl's yelling at him, like, what are you doing, dumbass? This is the middle of a war zone. And she's around his age. That's Gabby. <laughs> yeah. So they're all arguing and stuff. And it does leave you to, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know... This has not been anything we've seen before in Attack on Titan. It's like a World War One battlefield. When the show very clearly takes World War Two aesthetics, so I'd argue it's more World War One. Well, this episode is more World War One, but like the, the armbands weren't a thing in a, in World War One. No, I know the armbands were, but I think the technology and everything I mean, else. Zeppelins are a World War Two thing. Not really. Yeah, Zeppelin. no. World, World, Zeppelins were more World War One. No, Zeppelins were more World War Two. They were Nazi things. They they did have blimps, but they also had planes. Yeah, blimps weren't a thing in World War One. Blimps did not exist yet. Blimps were a th- thing. There were many of them. No, they weren't. Let me look it up to be sure. I don't know. Well, Brandon looks up the blimps. We'll talk more about this. I'll talk more about the plot of this episode. So, yeah, that's the opening scene is this boy... Yeah, blimps were extensively used in World War One. I. I don't believe that... Right there! Over okay. 500 British deaths! Sure, you did your own research on blimps. I looked it up and found it on Wikipedia! <laughs> 
World War One Zeppelins, I guess they weren't the most efficient, but they worked. But, like, the reason I'm bringing this up is I really think it's it's really cool, the technology jump that we see. Because what also disorients you is the fucking walls don't have this technology. There's, oh, like, yeah, there mortar. Machine there's machine guns and, like, fucking ballista things and all this other crazy shit. You know who gets machine guns? <laughs> My little freak. Little freak, baby. Who we find out is actually a pretty woman inside of it. Yeah, so... And that's not, like, my opinion of the character design. That's, like, in text. It is brought up many times that inside of little freak... <laughs> that the woman inside of the little freak <laughs> is <a> pretty very pretty. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all the boys fought over her. So the girl in the streets, a freak in the sheets. <laughs> oh god! She literally crawls on all fours when she's in human mode, which yeah. is somewhat. It's a lot of people's thing. <laughs> no. I was gonna say it's someone's thing, as if that's like a an obscure kink, but no, a lot of people like. <laughs> so. <laughs> So the little freak shows up. So the whole thing is they're talking about, this is the, I think it's like trans-Atlantic fight, um, the trans-Middle East force or something. Like combination of them. Wow, I didn't realize the entire force was trans. How I progressive. Knew, I knew you were going to do that. So it's a, it's a military force and they are on the side of Marley and they're fighting this last military base because once they take the base, they say that'll win the war and they'll take out all the ships the enemies have. Yeah. So that's the premise of it. So you follow, uh, kind of like a little Reiner, Falco. Um, Falco's there. He's, Falco's there. Gabby's there. Two other kids are there. I don't remember their names on my head. But um, they're all warriors. Oh, Sophia and, I don't know, fucking point Dexter with the glasses. Sophia <laughs> Zo and Dexter. <laughs> Those two kids, they're all... Uh, they're all little, like, warrior trainees people. We'll get into that, what that is in a bit. Yeah, because one thing Attack on Titan has taught us, child soldiers are fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the part in, uh, so they're fighting it and they realize... Just, if Beasts of No Nation had it so the kids could turn into giants, <laughs> then it'd be a significant, then we'd all be significantly cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, yeah, sick. Turns massive. <laughs> So, um, they're both, okay, they're like, shit, we gotta attack the base, but, um, you know, these anti-tank, these tanks th on trains are in the way. And it's, it's definitely World War One tech, like 1920 stuff. Yeah. Because it's like big old tanks. I mean, it's trench warfare. It's, it's World yeah. War One. So there's like big, uh, you know, tanks on train tracks zooming around. And they're like specifically built to kill Titans. <laughs> like, yeah. And they're specifically built to kill Titans. And they're like, shit, we gotta get the train track out. So Gabby... Being the girl boss she is, <laughs> says, like, I'll go out, I'll do it. I'm just gonna pretend to be injured and then throw some fucking grenades at it. <laughs> yeah, under the thing. And she does that, and the guy's like, Wait, what's going on? She's like, Wait, I surrender, haha. <laughs> I have grenades on my leg, and she throws it under the under the the tank, blows it up, which lets the other Titans come in. And they're like, they're attacking them, and they go, it's time for an air attack. And it's like, what does that mean? And you realize, um... But yeah, from that grenade thing, from that point on, I'm like, 
Abby's so cool. She's never going to do anything that upsets me. <laughs> Gabby's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so then they're like, we got to do an air attack. And it's like, what the heck? What's going on? Everyone, you see all the soldiers on the side you're focusing on, like, running away. And like, what's going on? And you, you see a blimp come in, like a Zeppelin. And you realize that it's all these guys fucking, like, tied up. And they're, like, low, they're, like, dropping them on top of them. And they're, like, what the fuck is that going to do? And then Zeke comes in, the Beast Titan, and turns them all into titans in the air. <laughs> yeah. Which resulted a fucking, fucking drone strike <laughs> of titans from the air. Yeah. And it's really sick and also extremely fucked. <laughs> yeah. So it's just that you see all the soldiers, like... They kind of look like Turkish soldiers. They have the little head thing. Well, yeah, it's definitely the, supposed the to be hat. Turkish. Yeah. Like, Turkish. The Turkish forces were a big thing in World War One. Yeah, so they're supposed to be like, they look like Turkish forces. And interesting little, like, visual thing. The I th I'm pretty sure the base had three walls. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a visual thing. But the Titans are dropped on them. They're like, shit, we're losing. Oh, no. And then Reiner comes in, cuts his hand, turns into his armored Titan form, smacks down, and he starts wrecking shit, too. And then what's interesting is you see some of their cannons actually hurt Reiner as the as the armor titan, yeah. like blowing through his armor. And he's like, shit, fuck, what's going on? Like, I got to stop these. And he's like running through and he's got fucking like one arm and he's plowing through the artillery and he like rips open the other fucking train tank that's there. But he's like getting heavy damage. And you can tell like, shit. What's really interesting going to be now is the world's technology is, like, catching up with Titan powers. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, sh like, we're the world in, in Season 4 is kind of at a turning point. Which is kind of what World War One to 2 was. Where it went from, you know, these methods aren't working anymore to, like, way worse fucked up ways of warfare. So you see, like, this transition happen and it's like, oh, shit. So, you know, Ryder does his thing, uh, Zeke comes down as the Beast Titan, and he pulls up, like, he just grabs, like, a fucking, like, just a pile of rocks, like, military, like, like explosive shells, and he throws it at the enemy ships in the harbor, blows them all up, but they shoot back at him, Reiner uses himself as a shield, like, fucking, they barely survived this, and they win the war, and the, I think that's where episode one ends. Okay, so an interesting thing, and this, we that comes up in this batch of episodes in regards to the Beast Titan mm. is I had always assumed that his his advantage power was just a larger amount of intelligence while in the Titan state than normal than a normal Titan uh, or not normal Titan but the, than even a normal one of the nine Titans especially and, Chet Chet's a fucking lughead yeah. <laughs> that and the, he seems to he's always seemed to be able to like give commands to other titans. Yes. But according to the episodes, his only advantage is he can throw stuff good. <laughs> he also can which, make titans. Which granted, he can throw stuff good, but yeah. but yeah, like but like when they're given the breakdown of what the beast titans come uh advantage is, it's just good at throwing. <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen him throw a punch. <laughs> think about it. He just... Yeah, yeah he like... He's, he's the power of a monkey and he throws his shit around. <laughs> so, like... I I think the... I don't... 
I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so far in the show, we haven't seen him throwing a single punch, if I remember right. Like, he always is from the distance throwing shit. Yeah. So he he's one of the strongest ones, though, because, like, he can make Titans. He can, like, he can make new Titans. He can, like, control those Titans. So it's more of a, like, kind of a lich situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can make a bunch of skeletons. He's not strong on his own, but he'll bring a lot of skeleton guys at you. So that, I'm pretty, I'm trying to remember where episode one ends. Doesn't episode one end in, like, the briefing after the Yeah, they win the war and the briefing, and, like, there's a little briefing, and we briefly see uh, some mysterious figures amongst the uh, crowd reading the newspaper, one of whom I didn't notice was Gene. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Gene, like, infiltrating and, like, picking up a newspaper to see what was going on. And this was during the credits, but in the meeting... And the the thing is... He's got an entirely different haircut, and they don't say his name, so, like... I can see why, because on top yeah. of that, Mappa's art style is different enough to where if you don't, like, directly, hear, like, connect it, because it's also been... Yeah. Surprise, folks, it's been, I think, four years mm-hmm. since the last um, thing. And we get that in this episode, because they bring up that shit ever since... Um, basic... Like, wait, so in the briefing, after the fight... The high commander guys basically state that, shit, we're losing our edge. Like, we may have won this war, but the fact it was this close is very bad for us. Because I'm pretty, I don't know if they ever really say it, but Marley seems to be like the military superpower of the world or something. Where it's like, you know, they're, you know, if you go into a fight with them, you assume you're going to lose every time. So the fact that they came, the other guys became this close to beating them makes them think, Shit. So it's like we are, you know, our powers, you know, using the basically fucking like subjugating the Eldians is using them as like our attack people, like our warriors. That is going to be on its way out because eventually planes are good and good enough that what the fuck can our Titans do when people are just going to drop bombs from the sky? Like we are losing our edge. We need you. I remember four years ago. We had to pull you out of attacking Paradise Island because you guys were not doing your fucking, you know, weren't going good. And the fact that people saw us as weak is what started this war. Now we need you to go back to fucking Paradise Island and we need you to get the founder back. Like we need, we need all nine of the Titans with us if we were going to stand a chance. Yeah. Is what they said. And it's like, shit. So that is the context behind this has been four years. This is after... Season three, part two by four years. Yeah. Big time skip. In episode two, it's... Episode two and three kind of run together. They are very close. Episode two yeah. is called... Should we get it right? Midnight Train. Midnight and Train is 61. In this one, it's where he... Where Falco becomes friends with the mysterious guy at the hospital, right? Mr. Kruger. Yes. Mr. Kruger. <laughs> One, two, Aaron's coming for you. Three, four, better <laughs> lock your door. But yeah, so he becomes friends with Mr. Kruger uh, and starts running letters for him and also has an interaction where he admits to where he, he admits to Reinar that Reiner's like like they're talking about the fact that it looks like Gabby's got Gabby is gonna be picked for the armored Titan. And Flacco's like admits to Reiner that he doesn't want that to happen because he doesn't want Gabby to die young because yeah. he's got the hots for her. 
Reiner to Gabby? No, no Flacco. Oh, sorry. Cause, okay. Because I was going to bring up that... If I remember, Reiner and, and Gabby are like cousins or something? There's yeah. some relation. Yeah. But um, what I want to bring up is what, what, what the warrior successor thing is. Where like, when you become a... Like, when you get the, you know, the Armored Titan, Colossal Titan, whatever, you have... Th- you have 13 years as that Titan before you need to pass it on. Yeah. So uh, Zeke is on his final year. As yeah, well. Zeke is on his final year. I think Reiner is close on that Reiner's year. Reiner's getting close, but I mean, so for, so it's like. Let me think. If it's been Reiner's about only about halfway through, I think. Okay, so he's got a bit to go. Yeah. But what I'm. But the one thing I don't think they ever fully bring up is with the 13 years. If that is a like, do you remember how in season three part one it showed? Oh wait, no, King... Reiner would be on the same because he was the same class as Zeke. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so he, Zeke was he's coming significantly up significantly older, but yeah, he is. Yeah, so they're coming up on this transition point where after 13 years they give their Titan to the next generation of warriors. So they have like a bunch of kids training to be the next colossal armored whatever, and then if they succeed in that, they will give them that. And then Marley considers them honorary Marley Marleyans. If you've ever heard of that before, so. yeah, it didn't sound like any famous terms from history. Yeah. That. Are... So this is actually where I want to go into thematically why I think the show's doing. Okay. Because honorary Marleyan obviously sounds like honorary Aryan, hmm. which was the phrase applied. To the Japanese during while well, they were an Axis power during World War Two, mm. I think this show is an attempt to reckon with two kind of conflicting thoughts. One, what Japan did in World War Two was bad. We there's no way to look past that. Mm. And two, the Western colonization of Japan, it as punishment for the war was also a bad thing. And the obviously mm. the A-bombs. And this kind of inner conflict that must exist within the auth... Within... Who, who, what's the name of the guy who made Attack Isiyama. Isiyama. Yeah. This kind of internal conflict that must exist within that of... Well, we had to be stopped. But... But it's cruel to stop us that way, but we had to be stopped. But that was inhuman to do to us, but we had to be stopped. And, like, that kind of self... That kind of perpetuating circle. Because the Eldians being subjugated... There there could be some iffy things with the Japanese comparing themselves to the... With the Japanese author comparing their plight to the Jews in in that case. Uh, But, uh... But... Yeah. uh, But I think that's getting at some... This idea that... The Eldians deserve to be stopped because they were legitimately oppressing and destroying the world. Mm. But the way that, but in the wake of that, they have become an oppressed minority within, with un, yeah. an underclass within the world. Yeah, which is interesting because it's it does let you know right now that's like the Eldian Empire was fucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they were you know may, either eaten so many people. It was like a totalitarian regime, really fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, you know, nobody who is alive now as an Eldian did that. Yeah. So now it's like, but they still have the powers of that, mm-hmm. which is like interesting. Because it's not just like, oh, they have nothing. It's like, 
Oh no, now we can exploit them. <laughs> which is fucked. But um I, I that's interesting. I think that theme will be put to the test in upcoming things. But I think um you may be onto some stuff about that. About how that sort of connects in. So anyways, in the, in the span of these two episodes... Uh, Alright, so by the way, uh, the two episodes are 61, Midnight Train, and episode 62, The Door of Hope. Those, these two are very close together. So I will bring up episode 61, Midnight Train, is where we know that Cult is Zeke's successor to the Beast Titan. He's the taller blonde guy who is Falco's older brother. And the interesting thing that Reiner brings up is Falco... Why are you even trying to be the Armored Titan successor? Your brother, Cult, is going to be the Beast Titan successor. We know this. Your family is already secured. So why are you doing this? And that's when, yeah, poor Falco brings up he doesn't want Gabby to do it. Yeah, uh, that and we also learn, this is where we learn that Amir died off screen. Uh, because In one shot. And Galliard ate her. Is, oh yeah, his name's Galliard. I don't know why, but I thought his name was Porco Rosso. <laughs> I, I like the, like not the Rosso. I thought his name was Porco. <laughs> I thought it. I think they call him Porco too. I don't know if it's a nickname or something. Yeah. It's a little. He's a big Miyazaki fan. That's why. Yeah. I don't follow Galliard as much. I know he's an important character for things, but I don't follow him as much. We also see from Galliard that the Titans change their physical appearance based on who. Their host is yes, like his his uh thing is called the yeah the jaw titan yeah. looks a lot different than Ymir's. Like obviously the same basic idea, but he looks very different, and which does raise some questions about the little freak. <laughs> like why is his face like that? <laughs> because he's she don't have a face like that. What's <laughs> up with his face? Well, the armor you know when Galliard's out of his jaw titan, he doesn't have a big bone mask. <laughs> So, like, the, it shows that those are different. Um, we see out here Gallery 8 Ymir. There's this really fucked up shot where basically they've learned right now is they're starting to prepare for... Or, no, they're just talking right now. There isn't the preparing for the ceremony yet. We also... Not yet, but going on this theme because we're on it. Yeah. We get a first look at the Armin Colossal Titan. <laughs> Who has a handsome Squidward face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. He's like, mm. <laughs> got just pouty lips now. <laughs> yeah. So in so in sixty one to end up what happens in this episode. So there, a lot of it is just Reiner and the warrior candidates are just kind of hanging out, and you're getting a lot about okay, what is Marley like? Okay, shit, they literally live in ghettos. That's so fucked. Yeah. Like, you kind of get the, the class structure that's going on here. Also, the like, military's got a salute, my friends. That's a... Uh, like, I know at this point, as we've said, a lot of Nazi imagery very intentionally. Uh, but every time they get this on the nose, it still feels like, oh, oh God. <laughs> where the, it's... Hit arms up. Hail yeah. Marley. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. So, um, we get about 61. Let me make sure you get all this. Okay. Brandon's hot take on Nazism. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling it like it is. 
I, I don't. I just don't think oh. I, I'm a fan of these these dang Nazis. I just don't think I like them very much. Oh, by the way, uh, the first time this is where we first see Aaron, and he's he's uh, Mr. Kruger quote, yeah. and he is in a basically prison like war veterans like disabled war veterans thing that yeah. they're using from like Marley and soldiers, and you can tell they're not being treated well. Like one guy is yeah. fucking with like one of the Marley soldiers is like ah like being a fucking dick. And the kids, you know, they're having PTSD and, like, flashes about it. So Falco helps out his Mr. Kruger. His leg is Yeah, Mr. Kruger's leg is missing. And they help him up. And they're like, oh, what's up? I noticed this. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, uh, your armband's on backwards. <laughs> so they put it on yeah. his other arm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I can see why he didn't know it. <laughs> so that was going on. So you get introduced to Mr. Kruger, who's, a, you know, long-haired, missing his leg. So is that... So the leg being missing, is that to throw us off? Cause yes. Because, like, like, from a tactical advantage within, I can't see much reason for Aaron to have just chopped his, le- his leg off for, for the sake of this. Like Strategy. There are other ways to be injured, Aaron. You don't have to. You don't have to cut your fucking leg off. I yeah. think what it was leading into is... You know, we'll figure out more in later episodes when Aaron was kind of getting, you know, reconnaissance in the area, trying to figure out what the fuck is this place, like what's going on. Yeah. And on top of that, I don't think they ever directly say it, but what I thought about it is Aaron is trying to th- see, like, in trying to justify this revolution crazy shit he's doing. Yeah. He wants to see, you know, how how oppressed Eldians are. Yeah. And the best way to do that is going to a place where, you know, it's disabled Eldians veterans where they get treated even more like shit, you know? Yeah. And going undercover as an Eldian in there. So hmm. you could say he's pulling an attack on me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> attack like me, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Because I'm trying to pun on Black Like Me, the, the novel about the dude who did blackface oh. to pretend to be a black guy and see how they're treated. <laughs> yeah. It's Our powerful. social studies teacher in middle school <laughs> loved that book. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we should have read it. <laughs> Do you imagine? Here you go, folks. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we found out in this episode all M61 that Reiner is half Marleyan, mm-hmm. which, and then now we're getting more to episode 62, The Door of Hope. We get a Reiner back. This is kind of a Reiner backstory episode. Yeah. Reiner so- has a really fucked up childhood. <laughs> yeah, so Reiner's the bastard son of. His LDN mother and a... Uh, a Marleyan father. Yeah, who... Disowns him entirely. Yeah, doesn't want anything to do with him. Uh, and we also learned that Reiner was only chosen because... What the fuck's his name? Mark? I think Mark. Yeah, the, the jaw titan that Ymir yeah, eats. Yeah, the one that Ymir eats died. Or oh no, it's because well, because he he didn't want his he didn't want his son his his brother, brother to be Galliard to yeah to to, to become uh, the cloth the armor titan yeah so he he purposely propped up Reiner and put down his brother yeah so he brother would be safe yeah so this is a cool this episode really sick because we see Annie as the titan for the first time in like forty episodes like 50, 60 episodes yeah we're we're gonna are we gonna get back to Annie at some point. We got, she's just like, 
It's a weird, like, loose plot thread that's out there. She goes somewhere. Like, I'd be, be patient, Nolan. Be patient. Like, I'd be willing to like. I, I'd be willing to accept that like her plot line ended with just being captured, and that's the end of Annie as a character in the show. If not for the fact that they constantly remind us that Annie is in captivity, there. I think they they need to, else we'd forget. That yeah. that does pay off in some way, but I won't. Fully, it's a whole thing. It's like if in the. It would be like if in the two seasons between the Hound dying, quote-unquote, in Game of Thrones, and the Hound's reappearance, if every episode Arya was like... "Where? If only the Hound was here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. I can't believe I left the Hound to die, but didn't actually watch him die at the base (laughs) of that cliff. Yeah. So, um... Yes, so we're seeing that, so that we reveal that uh, that Mark set up Reiner as the new Armatitan, because he's not about to die. This is when they first get to Paradise Island, and they're planning to, to take down the wall. And they're like, here's our plan. So Mark gets immediately eaten. We see that pretty quick. And then after that, we're like, shit. Because then all hell, hell breaks loose, and they're like, fight. like, Annie just beats the shit out of Reiner. Like, he is yeah. bloody, he is beaten, and then after this, it's revealed that, um, basically, Annie and, and Berthold wanted to go home. They were like, yeah. the mission's failed, our leader is dead, we can't do this, we gotta go home. And Ryder was like, no, we keep going. Yeah. Which is, does have some interesting payoff in the Aaron Reiner meet. <laughs> Yeah. But it's like Reiner chose to keep going. He he could have turned back, but he was like, no, I am the new de facto leader. We're going to take down the wall. And then we get the season one, you know, the first episode. He's breaking down the wall. Bertal turns to the Colossal, breaks down the wall. And then we see that the smile, see Bertal break down the wall. And he's little Bertal by the Titan like, oh, no, I'm scared. And the smiling titan looks at him for a second and then just keeps walking. Yeah. Which is weird. But um, so that happens. And he just he's like, The fact mm-hmm. that you put paid att- that you drew attention to it means that there's gonna be payoff. I know you. Oh I yeah. Know. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be something. <laughs> but it's he looks at him for a second, keeps going, and Bertolt's like, wait, what? Huh? And then we see it's cuts up to faster, you know, more forward, after the wall's broken. Years later, I think around like we think maybe like a year before season, like a, maybe like a year before season one starts. The rest of it, where it's them uh, getting reconnaissance about Paradise Island, trying to find the leader or trying to find the king in the walls. Yeah, trying to lure him out, and they're in the oh, underground we see, city. We see, we see Kenny. Kenny, yeah. Kenny pops in again. He's like, you shouldn't be, you know, looking around for these secrets, kid. And he like nearly kills uh, Annie. Annie, and she gets out, and they're like, shit, we gotta. F- uh, like they're they're panicking and they're like we have enough information no we gotta take down the third wall and yada 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 the rest of Attack on Titan happens yeah. <laughs> the other seasons she gets crazy she gets nuts oh we get this very uh, at, then we get like stuff with Mr. Kruger quote unquote where he meets <laughs> his grand where Aaron meets his grandfather oh this is episode 63 now from one hand to another. Basically, these first, like, four episodes are very tight connected. Yeah. Because they're 
Yeah, like one really flows into the next one. But yeah, so, uh, and in that... Yeah, Aaron meets his grandfather. Yeah, he, and we think his grandfather's a doctor at the hospital at first. Yeah. And then the twist at the end of the interaction is that he's a patient because he went crazy after just after uh, blaming himself for his daughter's death and just like for being a pussy about Grisha. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so fucked. Yeah, because so, it's like miss. It's like um, mm-hmm. the the grandfather being like, we ha- we had to do this. We have to you know respect Marley and do all this. And Aaron's just looking at him like. The whole time. Yeah. Because it's like, Aaron has a very different ideology than like, you know, we got to do whatever we can to survive. Like, we got to just, you know, be subservient as possible and maybe we'll be okay. Because it obviously didn't work out for the grandfather. Yeah. Oh, we also in this time learn about a rich family. uh, Oh, the Tiber family. Yeah, the Tiber family who, within them, they don't make it public knowledge, but which one? But one of them... One of them is the Warhammer Titan. The one Titan we haven't seen yet. Yes. Well, well I mean, I'm sure we seen, haven't seen a lot of But the one, one of the important Out Titans the that we nine, haven't seen. Let me think. No, of the nine Titans, the one we haven't seen yet. But, like... I guess. I'm sure we've seen... We, there are let me so think. many Titans that I'm sure we haven't seen all Titans, but... In terms of the nine, yeah. I don't think we've technically... Okay. Okay, we're, we haven't seen two. We haven't seen... Okay, so we got the coordinate, we got the attack titan. No, but we haven't seen the founder, t- the founding titan on their own. Yeah. As a thing, so it's the fa- we haven't seen the founding titan, we haven't seen the warhammer titan. Yeah. Like visually. Yeah. But okay, so that comes in. Uh, the Tiber family. I originally thought of them as these fucking shits sold out the rest of their country. <laughs> To be, yeah. like, privileged. Yeah. Because keep in mind, they are all Eldians, and they live in a fucking mansion. Yeah. And they, like, they have their own personal guard, they have all this shit, and it's like, you fuckers, oh my god, like... Yeah. Like, it's... Oh, god. But don't worry. The patriarch of the family is about to save the world with a play. <laughs> Which has a playwright, yeah. I can say... Fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like the we see in this episode. There's also like a dinner party because now in episode sixty three, we know there's going to be exactly like a big production put on by the Tiber family to basically get all of the rest of the countries on their side to attack Paradise Island. Yeah, they're like, we got to do this. We're gonna bring everybody together. We're you know we're constructing this massive stage in the ghetto of the Eldians. Like, we're going to have this great event. There's this fun little scene where it's, like, Gabby and the other kids are messing around, or like, having fun with Reiner and, like, getting, like, pizza and stuff. Yeah. And there's, like, one really chilling shot where for a second Reiner sees Gabby, Falco, the other two, as him, Bertolt, Annie, yeah. Mark. Yeah. And it's fucking haunting. <laughs> yeah, they're at the festival having a good time. Gabby pulls a Sasha, <laughs> yeah. which... These two characters, very parallel, very interesting ways they're connected. Yeah. Uh, also, I would like, with the play thing, it's just, 
Imagine if everyone agreed Hades Town was so good, we should invade Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So now we're on we're on sixty-three and uh it's not even really a play. He just gives a speech with visuals. <laughs> he yeah. gives a fucking TED talk. <laughs> so that that's episode sixty-four. Yeah. Uh, not there yet. So Oh, and then the after credit scene. Yes. So sixty-three I'll, I'll finish with we get a first introduction to uh Hizuro, who's wearing the kimono because one of the kids one of the the Marla, you know, the honorary one of the warrior candidate kids, the the point dexter, actually spills some wine on her and she covers it up. It's like, okay, it's okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. To show there is social support for this. If I remember right, maybe this is the episode of the previous one. It's revealed from like one line of dialogue, and I don't think it's really brought up again, if I remember, that Marley isn't the only country that's oppressing Eldians. Yeah. It's everyone. Like more like maybe there's a couple of countries that don't, but like yeah. it's the common practice, which is really fucked and apparently marley is like not like the only one that uses them as weapons yeah just like jesus christ but so but that yeah, happens so, so we get episode 63 and then nolan um the after credits can you what happens in the after credits scene because it keeps going i'm guessing i don't know how it works on hulu but i'm guessing usually it skips the next episode once it gets the credits and it didn't i mean time. it gives the option okay but it didn't but I never take the option. Okay. Because I use that time to, like, text people. Like, check my phone when I'm watching a couple of episodes in a row. Okay. So, uh, but, so what happens in this end credit scene? Because they're about to... It is a... The show's about to begin. Everyone's getting ready. All the world leaders are in the same place, along with all of the Marleyan, like, top military. What uh, could go Falco wrong? Falco comes to Ryan and is like, Hey, you you need to come here. I, I, a friend of yours is waiting. I'm like... Brings him down to the basement, and it's Mr. Kruger, and Reiner's, like, really distraught. Hello, Reiner. Hello, I'm, I'm Aaron Yeager. <laughs> I remember your sins, so you don't have to. And, yeah. and that's where... Yeah, yeah Reiner, Reiner just acknowledges that that's Aaron, He's and like, that's where... It goes. Yeah. yeah. So, so no one... So was this the moment where everything clicked? That's the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm on board with this now. Because I remember, I don't remember what episode it was, but you texted me while you're watching this at some point. You said, you said, and I quote, every time I think the show has misstepped, it proves that the diversion was fucking worth it for some amazing payoff. So that's the next episode, which is... Almost entirely like a, feels like a, a Christopher Nolan-esque mon, mon, mounting tension montage where, you know how Chris Nolan will do that in like, especially the Dark Knight movies where it's like, there's one main conversation going on, mm. but they keep cutting to like other small stuff happening and like kind of tension mounting, mounting until something huge happens. Yeah. That's essentially, this entire episode is one of those because yes. it's mostly... It mostly it just keeps cutting back to this conversation between Reiner and Aaron. Oh yeah, so that is ep- we're talking about now episode sixty four, <laughs> declaration of war, which is so far the I think one of the best episodes of the show. Yeah, it's so fucking good. 
Yeah, so it's cutting. Like, it is, so we can start with, um, so Aaron has now been revealed. And, you know, going into this, I knew Aaron had a character design change. I didn't specifically know that was Aaron. Yeah. But I think Aaron's character design change was the perfect reveal thing. Yeah. Where he's just different enough to where you don't even recognize it's him. Yeah. Until that happens. Yeah, but so... So when it's did Reiner you start Watching it originally, when did you start to suspect? When Aaron was talking to the grandfather. I was like, okay. if this is a new character, why is he getting... Like, if he's a nobody kind of guy, why is he getting this much screen yeah. time? You know? Like, I, why is he... Why yeah. is he now becoming a main part of the cast? And I knew he was... Someone big from the first scene, but I thought it was Levi. <laughs> I know, and when you said that, I'm like, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> Hook sinker. <laughs> I was like, yes, he doesn't suspect a thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that, but yeah, so it's cutting between this conversation yeah, so in it's... which we learn that one, Aaron can now control when he heals because he unwraps like. His cut off leg and just lets it grow just back. back immediately. Uh, so, and that Reiner is. So we'll go plot thread through plot thread instead of having to jump between them. Okay, so, so we'll start with and just know that all of these climax at the same time. So yes. it's so we can let's start with probably the play. Okay, yeah, let's start with the play. So it, the play, the play is going on, and we just it's the Tyra family. Woo. And they're announcing the secret history that that actually Paradise Island and the LD the Eldians chose willingly to stop their oppression of the world. They were not defeated. The the king of the the king yeah, King Fritz, uh, the original King Fritz decided to fuck off to Paradise Island and, and take as many Eldians as he could with him, and yeah. then he made the walls. Yes, yeah, so. because originally it was brought up that oh, um, a, a great Merlean hero killed the Titans and King Fritz had to flee and the Warhammer joined with the hero and yay and the Warhammer was like the only one who defected, but it was revealed that the there was never a Merlean hero. King Fritz and the Warhammer agreed that that's how they were gonna do it. Yeah, and so that, so, and then but then he announces that. But now there is a threat. A madman known as Aaron Yeager. Well, we gotta bring up what... Yeah. So, King Fritz said, Yo, folks. Because, you know, he was bolstering. He didn't want anybody to know he was willingly doing it. Mm -hmm. He was like... Because he wanted to create his own little paradise, he said. Well, the time he had left. And he yeah. said, folks, if you fuckers <laughs> step one little toenail onto my island and in my walls... I will send the rumbling after you. Yeah. And the rumbling is basically, I, we know the Titans, the wall is full of colossal sized Titans. Like a few feet smaller, but basically colossal sized Titans. Yeah. Fucking hundreds of thousands of them. And King Fritz said, yo folks, if you invade me, I will send, you know, these colossal Titans to rumble the world and trample it all to dust. I will destroy the fucking world if you come and attack me. But the Tiber guy reveals that that was a front. Yeah. And that King Fritz internally said, if they actually came to invade, we deserve it and I will not do anything and I will let them kill me and stuff. Because uh, 
King Fritz is a bottom. <laughs> King Fritz is a bottom. And King he Fritz has created... Is a sub who just wants to get pegged. <laughs> and he has done a, a vow renouncing war. Which when... I don't know if that was some magic-y stuff, because it went throughout the generations. Since King Fritz, if you have the royal blood and you have the founding titan, you have the you have technically the power to do all of that, but you can't do it. It's like you got, you know... You got a box and you got the lock, but you don't have the key. Like, the key is gone. You can't renounce, you know, you have renounced war if you get the power. You can't do anything. Which is when the Tyra family brings up that, oh, fuck, now there's someone who has the founding titan. He has stolen it, and he doesn't have the vow renouncing war. He could do that shit anytime. And his name is Aaron Yeager. Also, the shadow puppet of Aaron Yeager looks like Ryuk. <laughs> this like an yeah. evil terror. There's like shadow puppets, theatrics. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Everybody is basically clapping and is on his side, and it's like, wow, thanks, Tiber. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> like, yeah, like, Jesus. Thanks for simping for the, for fascism. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's like, come with me in the world and let's kill Aaron Yeager and let's reclaim the founding Titan. So the rumbling can't happen. Okay. Now the shortest of the subplots. So that's happening. Is the shortest of subplots is that two Galliard and Peak, uh, who yep. are respectively the Jaw Titan and the Lil Freak, uh, <laughs> they uh, they are brought. A soldier demands that they cut that they uh, come uh, to. Come with them for some serious business. This, this tall boy. Uh, tall girl. Ooh. We learned that it's a tall girl. but It's a tall girl and a bad beard. And Pig yeah. remarks, huh, it's a weird beard. And we see Pig for a second. <laughs> There's a whole fucking tank crew on her back when she's in little freak form. Yeah. <laughs> with like cannons and machine guns and shit. Mm-hmm. And she goes over to them for a second, gives them hugs. Like, oh, thank you so much. Yay. And then goes back with the soldier. And the soldier... Brings Trap. him into the room and then cuts a rope. They fall. They fall at the bottom of a well. Yeah, so that's like too stuck. confined for them to go full tight in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking Galliard has like a fully broken arm and he's like, ah, that hurt. And he just heals yeah. it immediately. Which yeah. is a fun callback to the well from season two. Yeah. When Aaron transformed in the well and he was just a big hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was... So, and then... The main thing is this conversation where between Aaron Reiner and, to an, a smaller extent, Phil, Falco, where Falco realizes that, oh my god, I've accidentally committed treason. Yeah, where he's like, wait a second. Huh. So now we're, yeah, we're now in that plot yeah. where it's like, Falco goes, wait a second. He said, Mr. Kruger was an old friend. Wait. If he was from over four years ago, he's on Paradise Island. And they're just looking at each other and they're like, Aaron's like, Reiner, do you know what you did? How to, how to feel when you, you killed my family? Yeah. <laughs> like just really fucking with Reiner. And Reiner is mentally in a bad place. I think we forgot to mention that Reiner was about to kill himself in the last episode was with he? the gun. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Reiner, at the end of his backstory, and he basically, even after he becomes a warrior and he's an honorary Marleyan, his father still wants to fuck all to do with him. Yeah, Aaron is harassing Reiner, even though he's, 
literally neurodivergent and a minor. <laughs> <laughs> but like Reiner's about to blow his brains out when Falco like says it's ready for the event, like in the last episode. So Reiner's in a bad fucking place. Yeah. So Reiner just like fully breaks down, and Aaron's like, "It's okay, Reiner. Like, you know, you guys were trying to save the world because." They're positioned right now at the basement of, like, a big apartment complex next yeah. to the stage. So, and the way this conversation is going, I kind of, my emotional journey watching it for the first time was like, huh, I guess Aaron's actually kind of grown a lot and reversed from the bad, bad place he was in at the end <laughs> of season three. Because he's like, no, I completely understand. Don't, don't worry. But then, no, Aaron has... Horseshoe theory himself <laughs> to even greater horrors because it turns out no he fully accepts he's fully beyond vengeance he accepts that that was the right thing to do but fuck you anyways I'm gonna kill you just just win uh, well then but, yeah. it's fucked because basically Aaron says like you know it's okay you know we did what we had to do like mm-hmm. he was like listen. Because Reiner says, Aaron, why are you here in this? And Aaron says, same reason you did. I have, you know, I had no other choice. And Reiner says, I did have a choice. And he, like, starts breaking down. And he's like, from the last episode. When it's like, he could have turned back, but he didn't. And he was like, I I kept moving forward. And I kept doing this. And it's like, oh, shit. And it's like, it's the thing, like, the stakes are building in this conversation. And it's like. The guy is screaming about, we need to take down Paradise Island over in the, the, in the you know, on the stage. And there's all these Merlean soldiers, like, starting to, like, investigate and, like, start to get close to the room they're in. Yeah. And there's, like, Piek and uh, Gallier get out of the hole because she told the tank squad to come get them. Yeah, like, this whole all, e- this, everything is building. This whole episode should have been scored with the light of the seven. Yeah. There someone's gotta have done a fan edit, right? Just I putting so. the light of the seven over the entire episode. It's so fucked. So it's like this is building and building and happening. And you see like Reiner's mom and Annie's dad are in the audience right now. Yeah. And Annie and Annie's dad, she was like, Is Annie's dead, you know? She's like, No, he's coming, she's coming back, she's okay. So it's like the things are building, the stakes are rising, and like everything is converging on the Reiner Aaron thing. And then Aaron just says, whatever I got to do, you know, I keep moving forward. And you can see the whole time he's got a little cut in his hand. Yeah. And he's, the electricity starts to build on him. And it's such a beautiful shot because in slow motion, Reiner like looks over at Falco and like just barely like bear hugs to defend him as Aaron transforms into Chet. Oh, Aaron draws attention. So the reason that that Reiner feels safe to have the enough to have the conversation because Aaron draws attention to the fact that we're under a fucking apartment building. I can't transform. Oh, yeah. It would kill everyone in the apartment Yeah, he's building. like, I would never do that. There's hundreds of people up there. Then Aaron does it! <laughs> he, does he does it. it. He yeah. does it anyways. <laughs> and he goes, he transforms into Chet. And, it, and that's like on the fucking beat of the Tiger guy going, his name is Aaron Yeager. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, there's gotta be some guy who, for like a minute in that audience, was like, Whoa, <laughs> ah, this is a really good production. <laughs> Holy shit, the that, modeling. They're definitely winning the Tony for this <laughs> one. 
<laughs> Hamilton, eat your heart out. Yeah. yeah. God, like, how did they pull that off? The magic of theater. <laughs> so Aaron fucking chat explodes out of the stage and there's a massive reveal. The whole fucking world has has been prepped to like hate Aaron Yeager, want to kill him, and there he is. Everyone's like crying, oh my god! And then Aaron fucking grabs the Tiber like family mate patriarch, throws him in the air, and he's about to fucking eat him. So this is where And that's where the episode yeah, ends. So over the next couple episodes, we learn that pretty much so oddly enough, despite somehow in this conflict, pretty much everyone wins and gets what they want, <laughs> but you're not sure who's thinking the most steps ahead to win. <laughs> That's essential because we learned that Tiber wanted this to happen. Oh, yeah. Episode, we're now in episode 65, the Warhammer Titan. Yeah, so we learned that. So at the beginning of the Warhammer Titan, we get a lengthy flashback where Tiber, we learn all about who he actually is and how he he knows that he's going to die in an attack of some sort that night. It's too good of an opportunity for him to not take. Yeah, he's talking with Megath, who is like. The more sympathetic Marleyan soldier, but he's still a fucking prick. Yeah. It, it's like the, you know... The, yeah. He kind of cares about Eldians a little bit. We also learned that Tiber's caring about Eldians is completely a, fi- a fake thing yeah. to, to get what he wants. Because, like, he talks about them, like... Ooh. He really fucking calls them devils. Yeah. It, it's like... I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you fucking guy... Because he t- for, like, one line, he's like... Yeah. Oh, I've been trying so hard to build a relationship over the over the decades to try to make people hate Eldians less. And it's like, okay, all right, that doesn't seem to really be working. They're still in fucking concentration camps. And then he, like, on a dime shifts to, like, they're all fucking devils. And it's like, all right, dude. <laughs> yeah. That is bad. <laughs> yeah, but so he wanted, he wanted to die for the political purposes of it so so everyone would descend on Mar- on paradise island because paradise island also has oil and other resources they want yeah so that so yeah then we just watch him get munched and we find out yeah. that his sister is the warhammer titan i thought she was the maid <laughs> oh no <laughs> and up until okay i know now she you know I yeah. knew after those episodes she was the yeah. she was his sister. At the time, though, I thought she was the maid because she was dressed up in the maid garb, and she was like, "There's shots where it's like it's so funny looking back on it because they were like the Warhammer Titan could be anybody, and it cuts to a shot of the Warhammer Titan, the sister." giving like dinner to the two little kids mm-hmm. and it looks like she's like the caregiver like the maid woman yeah. <laughs> and no she is the Warhammer Titan and she transforms into the Warhammer and it's like her transformation is different because it's from like the legs up and her she's building on the legs and Aaron is fighting fucking dirty <laughs> like the Warhammer Titan isn't even done transforming and oh he starts, it's such a good shot yeah, it's so good like her face is starting to form, and then you just see fucking Aaron's fist smash into her teeth, mm-hmm. and he just starts beating her fucking on the ground. Like, we're seeing that Aaron does not give a fuck anymore. So, yeah, we should discuss what the Warhammer Titan's powers are, because they're very the- distinct and different. So the Warhammer Titan's hardening abilities are so great that and beyond what other 
Titan's hardening abilities are, that she can form weapons out of her hardened. Yeah, like a fucking crossbow and like a fucking yeah. hammer. Like she is one of the most powerful Titans significantly. Like she builds spikes from the ground that like that fucking pierce skewer. through that pierce through Chet the first time and the that second pierce, time. <laughs> yeah, because it's shown here that Aaron could turn into Chet fucking three times, like yeah. within minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and he keeps using that. Like, he like if he gets pierced in the first time his channel, beaten to shit, and the body's like dead, he'll make a chet chet the second. <laughs> and they keep fighting and fighting, and like Aaron's <laughs> Chet is still kind of dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chet's a Chet's a dumb boy. Yeah, Chet's dumb. So I think before we get into this fight, we can talk about the CG. I don't like it. Yeah, I. I like I I do appreciate that the smaller Titans are still maintained in two D, but oh God, making Chet CG was the worst choice this show's ever made. It's interesting because it studio you know the studio changed, and I think the two D quality has been about the same. Yeah. There hasn't been like the super great two D moments that Wit gave, but you know the image quality is still very good. I think the reason. I kind of think that even if they stayed with Wit, they probably would have made them CG in the season. There's so the Titans are there so much more in this season. Yeah. There's not like moments of Chet and moments of this and moments of that. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot more Titans you see in this yeah. season, whereas it like kind of builds. And I think the CG here is significantly better than what Wit gave in season one and two. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember the Colossal Titan in season two? I do. <laughs> this is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like not good. <laughs> season three was okay, but season two was bad. Like, it took you out of the scene. Like, if they didn't have the great 2D animation of the fucking flying stuff, it would have been yeah. fucking disastrous. So I understand why they went with CG. Cause it the I think the CG, the you know, the shell shading is looking good, but it's nothing special. So I kind of feel like the extra oomph. That like those really beautiful 2D animated moments gave is gone. Yeah. Which is disappointing. But, you know, on a production standpoint, I can see why they need to do it. Yeah. So that being said, it is a little frustrating that the trailer for the final season was all 2D. Like there's several shots in the trailer of the 2D animation of certain scenes yeah. that in the show is 3D. Oh. And it looks worse. And I'm like, damn it, like there's there's some really beautiful moments in there that just don't show up in the show. And I'm like, damn it. Because 2D gives you a lot more flexibility with like how the characters move. Yeah. Once you add some bones, you got limitations. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I will say that the CG for season four part two, from the trailer at least, looks better. Like they have more of a 2D stylization to them. They, I think they have a new art director or 3D director, like a different person working on that. It's improved a lot, which is good. But uh, I just want to bring that up that because the Warhammer Titan 2 looks fucking amazing. In the 3D, it's still good. It's kind of like the, the Warhammer Titan is it's like a kind of looks like a knight. It's like a like a spandex knight. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a spandex knight person with like little lines and then mouth underneath the lines. It looks like <laughs> was it look You've like? You've seen the movie Pulp Fiction. You're going to say it looks like the Gimp, don't you? Yeah, it looks exactly like the Gimp. 
I thought the second that I paused, you were guessing that I was about to say it looks like the gimp. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, so then, um, the Warhammer Titan and Aaron are fighting and fighting and attacking each other, and, like, I do, it's a fairly, it's not a super long fight between them, which is good because I do think the, I think the Warhammer Titan is a little more anime than we're used to. <laughs> like, making crossbows and shit, I'm like, okay. You can do it, like, once. Yeah, so the Warhammer Titan gets the upper hand and is beating Aaron's shit. Looks like it's about to kill and eat Aaron Jaeger. Oh, yeah, with the vine. It's giant Warhammer. And the whole thing is the Merleans are like, stop, we were planning this to capture the, you yeah. know, capture the founding Titan. If but, you kill Aaron, we can't get that. But then we start hearing some familiar sound effects. <laughs> and we get... What might be my favorite shot from all of Attack on Titan. We get a POV shot of a person swinging through the streets. And we're like, oh, it's the ODM gear. Right as other soldiers with ODM gear swing into view in front of them. And it's like... Fuck yeah! Woo! ODM gear! It's like, oh shit, back up. I remember ODM gear. <laughs> I remember! <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so perfect because it's so... And they start like on... So they don't have fucking swords anymore. I, I think Mikasa does? Okay, most yeah. of them don't have swords anymore. They most have like have Mauser looking pistols yeah. on their little, you know... Including Sasha things. who is... So such a badass good shot. She's got she's got like a sniper rifle. Yeah. It's pretty sick. But they got like fucking guns and like fighting. They're shooting the Merlean soldiers. And the Merlean soldiers are like definitively losing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's really interesting seeing like because Paradise Island was so isolated for like a fucking century, technology evolved so differently for them versus Marley. Yeah. So Merleans may have like, oh, technically our guns are a little better or something. Yeah. The fucking Paradise people. Can but we're all Spider-Man. Spider exactly. They're all <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. Like, you can't... There's too many Spider-Men. I guess that that raises a question. So, do you think if the U.S. military in a city had to fight an, ar an equivalently sized army of Spider-Men, who would win? Okay, do you mean like... They just can swing around and have guns? Or is it, like, more powers? Because more powers, obviously, no. <laughs> okay, so... Just guys who can web swing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The, just the, the, the web swinging abilities. Okay. Because, I mean, if they have web swing, they can also, like, constrain the soldiers on walls and shit. Yeah. I would gotta go with Spider-Man. If it was two to one, maybe. <laughs> but... It's a lot of Spider-Man. They can move. Um, yeah. Three axes of movement. <laughs> so anyways, episode in episode 65, we see that Gabby is fucking distraught because with Chet... So we got to bring up that when Chet first appears, he just starts fucking rolling in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't just... Like a, a like, dog and shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jasper can attest. So <laughs> he, he doesn't... He sprungs out of the building and he just starts... Fucking smashing into everybody he can. Yeah. Like, political leaders, fucking military advisors, anybody he can get. Like, bang, 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 bang. Crushing everybody. And then some of the casualties are Gabby's, Gabby and Falco's other two war candidate friends. Yeah. 
Yeah. One of them gets trampled by the crowd. The other one gets smashed by like a boulder. Yeah, just big roll. So it's fucked. Like it's so visceral, and then everyone's like fleeing, and like everything's going crazy. So during this, Gabby is running away, and she's like, "No, I gotta fucking kill Aaron Yeager." And she pulls out a gun. She like <laughs> she gets a rifle from a guy because she's like trying to argue with the soldier guy. He's like, "No, you should get out of here, girl. Like you gotta go." And then she, he gets fucking blown his head off by a, one of the ODM pistols, and she looks up. And it's Sasha. <laughs> and Sasha killed her, killed yeah. him. And she picks up the gun. She keeps running. And She's Connie has hair now, by the way. Connie does have hair. Yeah. So, so they're fighting. Who would win? Spider-Man or a gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that thing on Twitter? Of <laughs> it's over, Spider-Man. You can't, you can't stop me. <laughs> You're wrong, Green Goblin. Now with the multiverse, I have friends. Oh, those other two? You can't stop me with them. No, I've also got Spider-Man from the universe where <laughs> he's got a gun. gun. <laughs> and he goes, you can't kill me. That's immoral. Okay, what about the Spider-Man from the universe with a gun who and doesn't have any implications? <laughs> who I see nothing care? wrong with this. I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> well, I... Got Green Goblin from the universe where I've got a bulletproof vest. <laughs> well, I've got Spider-Man from the universe where he has a gun. There are no moral implications. And, he, and, and bullets go through bulletproof vests. Oh my goodness. So in episode five, they're fighting, they're fighting. Aaron's first check goes down. Second one's on the ropes. They're fighting, fighting. And they're like, yo. And the soldiers are like, don't shoot the artillery at Aaron. We need to have him taken. Like, we can't just let him get away or kill him. So they're fighting, they're fighting. And then we start episode 66, Assault, which is... Oh, yeah. Mikasa does save Aaron from the Warhammer Titan, though. Yeah, the second oh, Also, I think the Warhammer Titan dies in this episode, right? No, not until no, I, 66. I think Assault is... I thought Assault was purely the fight between Aaron and... Uh, and... Oh, it's, no, that's the episode we just watched, Aaron and yeah. Ryan's fight. Because okay. remember, 66 is the one where Aaron's going to use the jaw titan as a nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of episode 65, uh, basically, Lil Freak is back, and jaw titan are now there. And they're, you know, they're all gathering against Aaron. They're going to beat the shit out of Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then episode 66 is around this time. They're fighting... Like, the ODM gear and Aaron versus the other Titans. At this point, Aaron realizes that uh, the Warhammer Titan should have gotten Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. Because he realizes that no matter how much he beats the shit of the Warhammer Titan, it's fine, no problem. Like, even when Mikasa blows up its nape, nothing. So then Aaron realizes why it's, you know, why it's why it formed from the legs up. And he realizes it's like a fucking, like, fucking crystal ball like Annie. That it's like buried in the stage and it's a little like fucking flesh rope attached to the rest of it. Yeah, so he cuts the flesh rope, takes the gemstone with with the uh with the host of the Warhammer Titan inside of it, and grabs the jaw titan, uses him as a nutcracker, and drinks the blood. It's so fucking visceral. Yeah. Because it's like, you see like, and the, the diamond, like she's slowly shattering. And she's like, uh-oh. Drinks him down. While this is happening, 
fucking uh so Levi shows off they're attacking and the beast Levi just like Levi rocks the beast titan <laughs> shit like real immediately quick. also Levi's tall now which raises <laughs> questions cuz I had thought that Levi had been an adult this whole time I think he was I th- it might just be a style change thing I don't think he like, got taller because he was short in previous seasons. That might just be the style change, to be honest. He looks... T- he look. He's designed like he's a taller character, though. And it Maybe. raised a lot of questions for me of, like, wait, but how do you have a growth spurt? He was either an adult or, like, 17, and there couldn't <laughs> have been a significant growth spurt. My 25. <laughs> I grew a foot. So... That's yeah. Levi's secret. By 40, he's gonna be a titan just on his own. <laughs> oh. Late bloomer, baby. Bang. So Levi fucking rocks the Beast Titan shit because Beast Titan shows up, immediately gets taken out. Yeah. And then uh, blows him up. And then Levi's looking at his watch for a second. He's like, why are you looking at his watch? And then you realize he's looking at his watch because um, we see out on the docks, the Merlans have called in the Navy. Mm-hmm. All the Navy boats are coming in. And you see a little dinghy raft floating in the water. And it's like, yeah. huh. I wonder what's up with that. I hope there's no wildfire inside. (laughs) Armin's there. The human equivalent of wildfire. Yeah, and Armin's there. And Armin transforms into the Colossal, Mm -hmm. basically creating a nuclear blast. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all the ships are just fucking disintegrated. And you just see, like, Armin's Titan just standing in the middle of a fucking chasm that used to be ocean. With the admittedly very funny looking new face on the Colossal Titan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just looking like, hmm, like, because yeah. Armin doesn't even need to use the Colossal to attack anybody. He, him spawning is powerful enough. Yeah. And as the giant wave of wind is coming by, that's when Levi takes a chance to kill the, ble- the Beast Titan. And he was looking at his watch to see when the explosion would happen. Yeah. So that happens. They're fighting. Yeah, Aaron... Uses Jotai like a little nutcracker, pops him open, glug, glug, glug. While this is happening, Gabby and Falco are like, oh no, we're losing! Reiner, we need you! And Reiner has been like, because he doesn't have the will to live, not recovering. Yeah, like Reiner's like, he turned into like a, a bit of the armored titan, like part of it, just to save Falco. But then he hasn't moved since. And he's like, shut up. Just let me die. Like, I can't fucking do this. Like, just... Let me die. And then they're like, they're like, Reiner, Reiner. And he goes, fine. And then then in this episode, you see him transform into the armored Titan. Yeah. And he looks different. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's upgraded a bit. Not really upgraded, I'd say. (laughs) Side graded? I think it's a bit of a downgrade. In like design or, or like just in like egg, like power stuff because huh, okay. you got to think that in the in the original thing you know he's covered in armored plates he's a lot stronger. I don't think they ever explicitly state why his form changed, but when I look into it, apparently your you know your mental state is tied into how your titan kind of behaves and like how good it is or not. So Rhino was such in depressive state, his armor titan barely had any armor on it. <laughs> Which you can see because Aaron, yeah. like, well, so the next episode, just, like, one punches him. <laughs> yeah. Like, so Reiner spawns. He's like, oh, I got to do what I got to do. You know, like, I got to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's where 66 ends. 
So then we're on. Yeah. So from there on, Aaron one punches him, but he's two. Episode sixty-seven. Yeah. Assassin's bullet. There's the so. This is a very jam-packed episode in particular. Because mm. Aaron one punches him, but he's like, oh, I'm too tired to finish him off. I couldn't do I'm, it. On my third and final check. Yeah, so he just, he and Mikasa fucked off. Yeah, so Aaron's now like, my mission is complete. I have obtained the Warhammer Titan. I now have its powers. I'm going to fuck off. Yeah, and so they fuck off uh, and back on onto the blimp that's been flying over, which is... A commandeered blimp that's Hanji's the pilot of, yep. looking like Sky Captain <laughs> in the world of tomorrow. Yo ho, yo ho, flying around on the yeah. on the blimp they use to get there because they're it's pretty genius. Like all the ODM gear is like okay. shooting their things and zipping up into the zip into the the blimp, and yeah. Hanji's like, "You got one shot, folks. We're not coming back around for you." Yeah, and uh, then. Aaron's immediately put in custody, and we learned this was a rogue mission on Aaron's part. They were like, how fucking dare you? Like, you didn't consult us. Like, you sent us letters, because Falco was doing that Mm -hmm. to him, for him. He's like, you were sending us letters and shit, which is good, but, like, why the fuck did you do this? Like, people have died now because of you. Like, how could you have done this? And Aaron was like, but we've disabled the military. Like, the Marleans, like, their ports are gone. Their military force is scattered. Like, this gives us time now. Yeah. And they're like, time for what? And then, as this episode's been going on, Gabby and Falco are like... Oh, so first... Yeah. There's a really cute scene of Sasha, uh, Connie, and Jean, who have all survived... Who have all... They all survived the battle, and they're, like, really happy about that uh, up on the blimp. And Connie's like, I love you two guys. You're you're my best friends. I'm happy. This might be selfish, but I'm happy you survived over others. And mm. then we get a brief moment of sh- for the shippers out there, in which Sasha takes <laughs> Connie's hand, and it's like, oh, oh, wait. Has this been a reciprocated th- Has this actually been a thing the whole time? Are we not crazy? <laughs> Us shippers in shipland? But uh, they don't they don't focus on that. It might come up in future episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby oh, kills a soldier. Uh, her and Falco. There's like a flying guy who's still hanging on looking for stragglers. Yeah. Her and Falco zip uses zip line to get up. To, to the, zip in the air. To zip sh- into the zip line. And then, she okay, instant- Nolan, okay, I need to do this, okay? I need to do this one. Okay. So, she gets, so Gabby, so far in the series, has been Aaron, but on the other side of things. But, like, from season one, she's like, I'm going to destroy Eldia, I hate the Eldians, fuck those guys, I'm going to kill them all, like, I got to take revenge because they killed my friends. Yeah. So, she, she slides in, and it's a very quick shot. She slides in. She pulls out her fucking rifle. And the dad shows up again. He's in this episode, I Nolan. I knew it. I was about to tell you that. <laughs> Daz shows up in this episode. I knew Daz was in the crowd. Woo! I was getting ready to drop that on you. Good. I knew it. I noticed Daz. Okay, Daz is in the airship, folks. That's the that's the important thing. Daz alert is over. <laughs> yeah. Daz alert. Woo! Daz appears in this airship, and and that's the that's the end of the episode. That's where it ends. <laughs> so, so Gabby rolls in real quick, and it's a really 
like quick shot, like within like two seconds. And you see Gabby pull out a rifle and just fucking fire at the first person she sees. And you see a close-up of a bullet just going through someone's chest. And then it cuts out to reveal it was Sasha. Yeah. And one of our protagonists on the other, on the Marleyan side, just killed one of her characters on the Eldian side. Which is fucking bad. Like, holy shit. This has been a bad batch of episodes for... What I like to call Nolan's bad bitches. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bad. It's been a bad. The bad series. bitches are dying. It's been They're a, bad, a dying breed. It's a bad bitch. It's a bad. It's bad to be a bitch in this. It's bad to be a bad bitch. So, she shoots Sasha, which drives the rest of the people in the airship to go fucking ballistic. Well, they just beat the shit out of them. It's they, really funny, actually. Like they just start fucking wailing on these two like kids, like. And Daz is there. Daz throws a punch. Yeah, he does. Because Daz is my man. <laughs> so Daz um, nearly... We see Daz in season two nearly escape, uh, you know, freezing to death. Uh-huh. And in season four, we see Daz beat a kid. Yeah. Character growth. A kid that deserves and it. Nolan, you'll be very happy to know. I was wrong. Daz shows up again. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Daz... It's not over, baby. The Daz train has Daz. not fully pulled into the station yet. Daz station population <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> Daz, he he is a, he is a character in the second. One. He does show up a couple times. Yeah. So Sasha gets shot, and they're like, "Shit, we could save her." Which kind of is like, is she going to die or not? But I kind of thought she was going to die because thematically. And you see, Aaron is like in the back in custody. And you real it's revealed that Zeke is there too. Zeke, you know, Levi didn't kill Zeke; he just captured him, and now they're all in the airship. And we learn that we don't know exactly how so yet. But this is why I was talking about why I said it seems like somehow everyone thinks they won, hmm. and it depend and who actually won depends on who is actually the most steps ahead. But because Zeke apparently planned for this to happen we don't know yeah to what extent we don't like know why he's doing it yet or like why is he working with the eldians like what the hell but he's yeah. like hey you know this one according to like except for a few miscalculations and they're like what and they bring and gene brings falco and gabby because he's like i'm not going to throw kids overboard i'm going to let the superiors deal with them yeah so he ties them up does let them like the other guys kill him brings them over to aaron and the hanji and the other people and Zeke's like, those are the few miscalculations right there. He didn't expect them to come along. And then Connie comes in and he says, Sasha's dead. Yeah. And Aaron was like, what were her last words? Meat. And <laughs> she says, meat. Uh, and Aaron like... It. He laughs. Yeah, he laughs. And, and I, like, at that point, I... Guys, I've been on a weird journey. Yeah. I think I'm starting to hate Aaron Yeager again. Okay. But I think for good writing reasons instead of for bad writing reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, things will things will happen. <laughs> so that happens in her last words of me and he kind of laughs and then he's like like he like he's like kind of freaking out, Aaron, he's like oh goodness, like having weird shit happen. And then that is where we end the episode. So, wow, that was Pretty long summary. Jesus Christ, this is gonna be a three hour long episode. Isn't Probably. 
Fuck! We're going to commercial break. Yeah, we're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, folks, we're going to uh, do episodes 9 to 16 of this season. Yeah. It's... It makes sense. It is the most episodes we've ever covered. Yeah. And things are getting pretty, like, dense. I think the next few episodes are going to be a little simpler. Yeah. Just with things. But that's that's our setup, folks. So we're going to come back for episode 68. So we'll see you in a bit. Episodes 9 through 16 of Attack on Titan. Now, I grew up with fascism. <laughs> oh, no. I've always loved fascism. Oh. And today, fascism <laughs> gets stuck, Manatees. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Hi, folks. Um, Today, we are... T- yeah, we're... Second half of the video, or the episode yeah. here, we just watched the second half of season four, the final season part one. Yeah. So, um... I know! So I know, buddy. You've been graced with my... with my nostalgic impression, uh, and my Chris Stuckman impression at this point. So we're starting off lighthearted on what is... A very dark batch of episodes. Yeah, dark as the show's gotten significantly. Yeah, because it's, uh... Attack on Titan's about fascism, folks. Uh, yep, it's it's showing that stuff happening, and it's very bad. And, like, like it's about this society declining into fascism. And, like, there's been iffy stuff I've noticed before and I've taken issue with on episodes where it's been like mm. oh I didn't like that that felt <laughs> a little weird but I just took it as okay uh, the uh, creator has different politics than I do and it or is at least you know not as polit aware politically when he's writing but no he he he's pretty politically aware <laughs> he's been sowing the seeds we're just seeing the fruits yeah we're just finally seeing the fruits of it uh and oh oh goodness oh, so God. the it, second half of the season is an entire so the first half of the season was pretty much all on marley the second half is mostly on paradise island there's some yeah. flat there's flashbacks to marley but there's like just a few shots in Marley for this whole half. Like, yeah. we set up, here's what Marley is, here's what they did on Marley, and now we're getting, like, the fallout of that and new things propping up. Yeah. So, I'm wondering, what, Nolan, what was your overall thoughts about this second half of the season? These eight episodes were the strongest batch of episodes in the show so far, in my opinion. Okay. Why do you think that? Uh, because... 
I think, I mean, before that, I have been a very avid season two defender, which has always kind of been the odd man out season in the fandom, from my understanding. It's a bit, because everyone expected another season one, and it wasn't quite that. Yeah, and I've always, I've thought this whole entire time that season two has been the best, and this topped it by going, by just making me watch these characters do things I don't want them doing. Yeah. And, and, and like, also, oh. I hate Aaron Yeager again. I know it! I know We're it! Back. <laughs> We're back, baby! We're back. <laughs> Come full circle. Back where it all began! <laughs> Woo! Uh, but I mean, so. I but this time I think the writers intend for me to hate Aaron Yeager. I mean, I they do intend for me to hate <laughs> yes. Aaron Yeager. I didn't. Th- I don't think they intended for me to ha- have that feeling in the earlier episodes when it was, or maybe they do because my hatred of him was mostly because he's a jingoist because he's a really <laughs> jingoistic person, which is one of the tenets of fascism. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was kind of there. I they mean, played me like a damn fiddle. <laughs> they just downplayed it in like seasons two and three ish. It's just supposed to be something we accept as a inspiring and charming part of the character. And it's like, no, I know, I'm I'm doing this now because I want to fucking do this. Gosh. So we're gonna, yeah. So okay, you think it was like the strongest batch? I kind of agree. <laughs> I. Season three, part two, still has a special place in my heart. The I think the action in that is better, but in terms of the character stakes and like all the crazy shit that's happening, while while season three, this was how season three, part one should have been. We didn't see a Titan for what like eight episodes, and we yeah. didn't care. <laughs> because, like we didn't yeah. mind that because it was going to interesting directions with characters and stuff. Like, season three, part one should have been more of that. But here's what I'm going to say. Um, I don't... Holy shit, because... Now, season four, part one is about on par with season three, part two, I feel like, for me. Mm-hmm. Season four, part two is going to be like season three, part two. Where it's going to pay off everything the previous one established. Yeah. I mean, it's the last I, chance to so It is, and it's going to be fucking insane. <laughs> like, it's going to be absolutely nuts, and I'm extremely excited to see that animated. There's, like, a few moments where I'm like, that is going to fucking be insane. That's going to blow my mind when that happens. So, this, this half of the episodes is better than the first, excuse me, first half, but the season overall is, like, very good. Like, yeah. season three, part two, but a little, like, little less good action. Yeah. Better character stuff, though. So that's happening with season three, part... That's happening with season four, the second half. That's all our stuff about it. So let's start going into, like, what actually happens in this part of the season. Oh, so much. There's a lot of, like, political machinations and, like, looping, you know, flashbacks, connection things. <laughs> I know, buddy. There's a lot. So, like, the first two episodes of it, Aaron Yeager is in prison. Yep. For We can start with episode 68, Brave Volunteers, where we stood back three years ago to try to catch back up to where we are now. Sorry, folks. Producer Jasper's just, uh, 
Just being his way. So, so yeah. So what we see is what happened pretty soon after our characters at the end of season three uh, found the ocean was that they, uh, they captured a Marleyan ship that was coming back, that was coming over to a uh, to collect to collect survivors from their previous operation on it. I oh, believe, yeah. yeah, and and so just instantly they captured that, took in a young, took in a young soldier who was the chef amongst them named Niccolo. I think uh, Nicholas. It was, I think it was Niccolo. Yeah, Niccolo. Sorry, Niccolo. Uh, and it's like Niccolo, but with an N. Yeah, and uh, and so then. Uh, from that group of captured soldiers, reveal themselves two. Two of the POWs are yeah, Yelena, Yelena. and uh, or Orbano, something with an O. The other yeah, guy. He, he's less important. Than yeah, Yelena is the one you really. Y- Yelena is the main on, so. one, and she's yeah. like. So they are. They were. So these prisoner of wars are cap POW squared because. Yeah. They are uh, prisoners of war from other nations that Marley then conquered and made them into soldiers. So they're basically like, oh, oh, Eldia, you guys fucking hate Marley? Well, so do we. Yeah, yeah. So they like team up and Yelena is the tall blonde lady that both of us thought was Armin the first time we watched it. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. So and she like is their liaison to Zeke about uh, in regards to a. Uh, Zeke's plan. Zeke has some sort has a plan to, from what they're saying at first, to destroy Marley. Yes, he's like Zeke has a plan, folks. He's got a plan, and we're gonna follow it, and it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, um, but what's the plan? They don't tell us yet. They're just like, hey, yeah. Zeke, he's got a plan. Just to let you know. So yeah. that's yeah. yeah. So in Brave Volunteers, that happens. There's like. Is it the end of Brave Volunteers or the second one where we find out what's happened to the story of recently? Uh, it's the next one. Okay. So in the this one, though, they meet with them. It's been three years ago. So Aaron is, like, turning into his current Aaron, but not quite there yet. You know, he's a little more aggressive, a little more like, oh, I can't believe this stuff. His Connie hair goes is through his growth spot, Bert. And we get confirmation that it was just an animation error. Levi is still just as short. Because there's a joke at the expense of the fact that Connie, who was a character who's so short that he was shorter than Levi, is now significantly taller than Levi. He's pissed. Yeah. So that's going on. So they get the political... So now there's the anti-Marleyan volunteers who are like, yo, we're going to help you Paradise Island modernize, uh, make trains and guns and weaponry and like blimps and get you like modernized quick. Because yeah. we got to do this quick because, you know, Aaron's losing his Titan in a few years. Zeke's going to do the same thing in a few years. So like we got to kind of act quick on this <laughs> if we want to do this. Which then leads us to episode 69. Noise. <laughs> the noisest episode called A Sound Argument. Which in this episode, it starts off with... Now it is two years ago, so we flash forward from that... So yeah, the first half there. takes place in flashback. The second half... Uh, it's current day. Yeah. Uh, the first episode has some stuff in the current day, but... It's not much. It's not really important. It's Aaron's uh, in prison. And he has a conversation with Hanji 
that shows kind of a dark turn happening in Aaron because yeah. because Hanji's like giving him the business for risk for uh, doing something so dangerous and risking lives, which is a setup scene that we have that we have seen like a million times in the show before, where Aaron does something reckless, he gets th- temporarily thrown in military jail for it, then like. Irwin and Hanji would like, like bust him out or like would, just get would, him out you of know, there. Chew him out and then you let him let free. him back in, yeah. But this time Aaron like fucking lets Hanji know that he could kill her right now if he wanted. Grabs yeah. her through the bars by like, and, like the throat and it's like, looks like he's about to transform. Yeah. <laughs> like he he's like, I he it's fucked up because Aaron kinda just comes self aware. Where he's like, I know I'm too important. You are gonna do shit to me. Yeah. Where it's like, you can't kill me, because then you lose the. T- then what the fuck do you have? I know I've got plot armor, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's scary that Aaron knows that now. Yeah. That he's like, I know you can't kill me, because even the fucking later on the season when he tries to be captured by some Marleans, he's like, you can't fucking kill me either. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we like, get to yeah. it. But uh, yeah, so, so sixty-nine sound argument. So it starts off two years ago. More modernizations, more political string things are happening with the anti-Marlins. So the, they're getting more power, but they're still like kind of hands off. Uh, so two, the two really important things that happen in this is that another a nation that Marley has like an uh, an uneasy uh, alliance with uh, that's fictional Japan. It's, it's the Hazuru. Yeah, it's where it's where Mikasa's from. Well, Mikasa's fa- family's from. Family's the Ackermans from. are from there. Yeah. So it's talk- oh, Ackerman was a you know you're a princess from this nation. Yeah, we find out she's a princess because she has a little tattoo, a tattoo <laughs> which has never been hinted at before. <laughs> no, I. I don't... That's one of the things where I don't know if you... I don't think if you went back, you'd see, like, oh, there's a little dot. <laughs> but, uh... Like, we'd see... Because she's always had her wrists, like, wrapped like that, but... Yeah. Wait a fucking second. Hmm. The... Season one, the second half, and the, uh... Remember how we used to make fun of, like... Oh, in the second opening, she's wrapping band band. Yeah, because we used to make fun of, like... We used to make fun of that because they they made her weirdly busty when she's not a busty character in that shot. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> but she was rapping it. She, she was rapping Fuck, there is a. I mean, it's not a great foreshadowing, but there is foreshadowing. <laughs> there is something there. Yeah. So yeah, and the big thing is the Hazuru Nation. Are they not the name of the nation? But that's the name of the peoples or something. They come over and they got an uneasy thing with Eldia, where they're like, "Yo, we're your only ally," and like. Listen, listen, like, this would be so sick if we can make, like, kind of a trade deal thing happen where you give us what's called Ice Burst Stone, which is, like, a, a mineral that's only in Paradise Island. And if you give us this, we'll help you with, like, some stuff. You know... And, and it's revealed I, that Zeke was the one who set them up with that. I'm gonna make fun of this like a fool, knowing full well that it's probably gonna be explained with a good reason in the show later on, but... Really seems like a dumb idea for them to have made the exile island that no one's supposed to go to. The one with all the important shit on it. <laughs> it was the it was eighteen hundred, they didn't know. <laughs> They're like, ooh, island. Yeah, but so So yeah, so that happens. 
And the other important thing that happens within the, uh, that happens within this, uh, this flashback is that, fuck, what is it? Historia's Preggers. Okay, that happens, we find that on the present day, though, but, God, there was something else. It was, um, okay. The big, the other thing was Yelena told them, uh... Oh, oh, fuck, the we three... forgot that Niccolo uh, it was at Sasha's grave. So Yes. Niccolo's at Sasha's grave, and it was heavily implied in in episode 68 that he had a thing for her because she was into his food, which, yes. on brand. But okay. Yes, so very good relationship there with Niccolo the chef. And yeah. Niccolo the chef was kind of part of the Antrimer lands, kind of not. Yeah. Uh, is it a little vague on that? But yeah, um, uh, Niccolo is, seems to, like, not politically align with the anti with the anti Marleans, but you know doesn't feel strongly enough to give his life over it is pretty much his yeah. thing. Uh, so so that, that's happening. He also while he's at the grave, he makes friend. He becomes friends with Sasha's father. Uh, both you know commiserating over their loss. Uh, so then, fuck. So yeah. in the so in then, the two years flashback. It's yep. The, so in the two years flashback, I'm pretty sure it's the. It is the Hazura people who tell you, hey, we're going to do the Strangeling. By the way, here's the three tenets of Zeke's plan. Yeah. Right? Here's the big three things that Zeke wants to do. One, he wants to do basically a small rumbling. You know, rumbling is when the walls are broken down, the titans come out, like big colossals. He wants to do a little test of a few, like, just like a, like, I don't know, 100 of them, 50 of them, a little bit. To show it as like a show of force to the other nations that yeah. like don't fuck with us. And maybe they tag a town or something, but like they show their power and that gives them time to industrialize and modernize more. Yeah. Where it's like this show of force will scare the other nations so no one fucks with us. So for the next 50 years we can build up our military and we don't we don't need the Titan stuff anymore. So that's the first one. The second one, so yeah, that's one and two. The first one's the rumbling, the second one is give us 50 years to do it. Third one is Historia's got to make babies. Yeah, we need a lot. We need lots of kids with the royal blood for some reason. Yeah, we need lots of kids because Historia and Zeke, you know, both have royal blood. He's like, pump out lots of babies. I don't care with who, but they got got to be yours, and we'll be all set. And Historia is a, is it's a real princess and ruling kind of. <laughs> yeah, and Aaron is yeah. fucking pissed about that. Yeah, Aaron is like. What the fuck does he think he is? Like, he's treating us like livestock. I'm pretty certain in, like, the first episode of the show, yeah, Aaron's he refer, like... he refers yeah. to, the, to them in the cage as livestock. Uh, fuck. There was another thing, and it's... I, it's I'm completely blanked. What the... Uh, also, Niccolo is serving wine, but there's something kind of sketchy about it. That's a thing. Uh, yeah, so that's happening. He's like, oh, hi there, here's some wine. Yeah, uh... <laughs> We know. Yeah, because he, he's got a restaurant now. A successful yeah. restaurant. Oh. So they're talking, and the big thing in the present day is that, you know, Mikasa, Armin, Connie, Jean, they're all in a room. They're just talking about, like, yo, what happened on the, you know, what happened at Liberio and Marley? What do we want to do? Like, how do we feel about Aaron? And Connie brings up that, like, Aaron may have to be put down. Like, He's kind of dangerous, everyone. And then Armin's like, no, he just has to listen to reason. Mika's like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, he is our friend. He, we just need to, like, let, you know, we just need to talk to him to figure out what he's doing. Yeah. 
Because like we said before, the mission to Marley and Aaron's thing, that was not planned. He just went. <laughs> so that was happening. What the fuck was it in the splash? It's really driving me crazy. Okay. Because there was another big thing, and I just... I don't remember if it was an actual big thing or if I was memeing on you, <laughs> but it's completely from my head. I knew it was... Huh. Well... <laughs> fuck. What is, what's it? Uh, well, I know what Zeke meets with a... Uh, with the the woman and gives her the the 3D maneuver gear. Yeah, that happens up. Her story is pregnant in the present. Yeah, I know that, episode. but that's not what I'm thinking. Oh, also, do do the kids escape yet? No, that's the next episode. Okay. So then, yeah. So in this episode, it's revealed that despite Aaron's ob- objections and you know Historia not wanting to do it, it is shown in the current timeline Historia is heavily pregnant. And the yeah. big thing was, um, I'm sorry, one of the big things was they wanted uh, Historia to inherit the Beast Titan. It, she, that was the thing. She really got over a mere quick. God. <laughs> yeah. They wanted uh, Historia to inherit the Beast Four Titan. Ye- well, I guess and it was rumored that Yelena, I don't think this is actually true, but it was rumored that like maybe she got pregnant specifically so she wouldn't have to become the Beast Titan. Because while she's pregnant, they don't want to risk that. Yeah. Of her becoming a titan to eat him. So that's happening. So that's from a sound argument. The 69 episode. You ever have that thing where it almost, it feels not like a headache, but like, <laughs> like there's something in your, you can see like the dotted line around it and just nothing. <laughs> nothing. All right. Yeah. So we'll keep going. And then when it, when it pops in your head, cause it will like in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Let's let us know. So episode 70 now. Deceiver. This is the episode where... Oh, also, we find on these two episodes that Armin keeps going down to visit Annie. Uh, and oh, yeah, who's still in the ice. Yeah. Or still uh, hardened in the you know, yeah, thing he, case thing. Yeah, and he's kind of like... Flirting? Yeah, he, he's thirsty. He's down bad for Annie. Yeah. Which is something that'll <laughs> that kind of get some reveal at Nolan's favorite scene, the table scene. <laughs> Unironically, I loved the table scene. It is very good. We'll get yeah. to that. Like, the way you were talking about I thought it was going to... When you said, you're going to hate this scene, I thought what you were saying me, meant, like, oh, this is where the show's finally going to lose Nolan. But no, no, I meant that as, like, you were going to fucking hate Aaron after this scene. Yeah. Fuck Aaron Yeager. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts. So... Yeah, in episode 70, it's revealed that uh, Gabby and Falco have been, like, basically in the dungeon right now. And while that's going on, it's shown, you know, they're in the dungeon and Gabby is like, oh, I'm sick. And a guard comes in and she like beats him over the head with a brick, with a brick, like in a sock or something. How'd she get the brick? I'm thinking she loosened it from the wall or something. They probably like did a cutaway shot to it or to like a a brickless, to a wall missing a brick and we didn't notice, but like. I didn't think of it in the episode, so it's not a flaw of the episode. But uh, yeah, So she fucking heals him back, and Falco's like, he's done, we can go, we can go. And she keeps hitting him with the brick thing. And they're like, we gotta get out of here. So they leave, and they're like next to a stream, and like a like a water, like next to a, a stream. And they're like arguing with each other where, you know, Gabby's like, I'm gonna fucking kill Aaron. And they get, and they get discovered by uh, by a young woman, a girl. Yeah. Yeah, by a young girl who brings them, who says, hey, 
got a place he can get some food and brings them to uh, to Based Hillbilly Sasha's dad's ranch uh, where he keeps orphans and yeah. They're they're the majority of this episode, I believe. Yeah. They are, they are, because it's it's yeah. basically the yeah. the thing of oh shit, like thankfully the girl didn't hear them talking about how they want to get back to Marley, and Gabby is like full on like I I am a like I am a good person, and if I take my armband off, then I'm a devil, like really in her head, <laughs> like yeah. Like, and Falco is kind... You can which, feel Falco's kind of shedding that. Like, he yeah, never really believed that. Yeah, the funny thing is... Uh, not like, haha funny. But the funny thing is that, like, the first real action we see from Gabby in this show is her taking the armband off. Hmm. Because that's her maneuver to... That's her maneuver she uses to, uh... It, when we were talking earlier about her, uh... Fucking hand grenading that train. Oh yeah. Yeah, she takes. She her, takes it off yeah, for she, like a purpose of attacking. Yeah, someone. she tells. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and this time though, she's like, I don't want to take it off because like then I'm gonna be a devil if I don't have it. Yeah. Uh, so then. Crazy bad shit. So they yeah they come with the girl the this like blonde girl, fourteen like around their age, and she's guiding them around the farm and they're like yeah the queen has you know. These great, uh, these great policies of orphans being able to live on farms and like help take care of things. Yeah, and uh, we learned through that this girl is the one that Sasha saved in season two, uh, for, yeah. whose mom was getting eaten by the by the tall dude. But yeah, so we're kind of like we're kind of thinking about when is this needle gonna drop? Yeah. Because here's Gabby who killed Sasha. With Falco, like, she killed Sasha, and she's surrounded by people who loved Sasha. Like, and, her family, and this girl she saved. And, you know, but they're getting free meals. Like, dinner at the hottest restaurant <laughs> in town, Niccolo's Restaurant. <laughs> Woo! But before that, that's yeah. going on, they're, like, yeah. talking about... There's, like, the scene where Gabby's like, if I eat the food, then I'm gonna be, like, complicit. And she like really struggles to take that first bite because she's but she's starving. And this episode end. Oh, by the way, also um, got the, uh, oh, we've also got Zachary. Zachary's. Uh, that's the next one. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's in seventy one. Guided. Okay. Cool. So then, um, with that going on in Deceived, Deceiver. So while this is going on, and Gabby and Falco are are you know with the the blonde girl. Gabby nearly kills her. And he and Falco's like stop her with a pitchfork. And the blonde girl's like, oh, she's just playing around, ha ha ha. But like she knows. And yeah. she's like, I know you guys are Marlins. But but ever since Sasha saved me, I felt in, I have felt the need to save others. Yeah. Well, before that, there's a whole like there's a big conversation they have about like Marley, about like Oh, the people in Paris are devils. And she was like, my mom was not a devil. Like, she died four years ago. And they were like, but, but the devils of Paris attacked our home. And she was like, my mom was dead by then. Like, what do you mean? Like, and you can tell that's like trying to dismantle Gabby's like, you know, built in hard fucking deep biases and shit. So the real funny thing And here, it's starting to be pulled out, but kind of realistically, it doesn't like solve it. Gabby, like Gabby in the next episode isn't like, 
I love Eldians now. I'm great. Like, it's a little move, yeah, but it's and not this, much. And uh, this aspect of Gabby really grates on me, mm. uh, which I think it's supposed to. But, you know, it's, which makes it very funny. <laughs> when I cheer at the end of the season, which we'll get it, which is fully just all the work that's been being done to get Gabby less indoctrinated being fucking undone, but it looks cool, so I cheer. <laughs> yeah. So, also in episode 70, um, this is where we, we get a small glimpse at, uh, basically the Hazuro lady, the Four Nation you know, deal falls apart because they wanted, like, monopoly and all the resources in Eldia. Yeah. So Eldia's not getting any help from these people. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, just let you know, I'm going to still be here, but I have this, uh, we want to see the partial rumbling when it happens. So we have this, like, flying boat, we call it, that's on the dock here. So, like, we want, like, you know, when the partial rumbling happens, we're going to get in there, we can, like, observe from the sky. It's going to be great. Oh, another fun scene that we didn't talk about that has a very different meaning now. Uh, Hmm. The cart scene. The cart scene. In which everyone is talking about who will inherit Aaron's titans when when his time comes. I think that happened in 16... Maybe that was a thing in 69 you forgot. Oh fuck! It was yeah. yeah so so, so it, yeah, you can go into it. Okay, so it's a flashback scene. Doesn't relate to this like, scene this is stuff. has, and I noted the very weird energy of it at the time, but I thought it was just a failed joke mm. uh, because so it's everyone's arguing over like who should rightfully take the attack titan, and like they're all giving their arguments why it should be them, and then Aaron says no, none of you can handle the attack titan. And you think it's going along with the kind of jokey nature that the scene has had of putting each other down in, like, a friend way. Uh, but upon later finding out just how low Aaron's opinion of everyone actually is, it now reads as him letting his actual feelings out. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, not great, I would say. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh-oh, because like, you f- and it's during the sunset. Like they just finished doing the road, like putting in some train tracks, yeah. and they're like the sun is setting, and I feel like that's kind of like mm-hmm. the sun is, you know, oh imagery. Like maybe sun is setting in like their current relationships, because <laughs> like things are never gonna be that way again after that. Yeah, there's also that weird moment between. Connie and Sasha, which I still don't know how to read. Yeah. I th- I think it was a joke that just didn't land. Because okay. because Connie was like, Sasha was like, oh, you should do it. I should get it because, you know, I should yada yada. And Connie had said he can't. Sasha had told Connie that he can't get it because he's an idiot. So Connie told Sasha that through that logic, she can't get it either. Is yeah, like but, which, you know, script-wise should play as a joke, but like, they just hold on Connie, <laughs> making this weird, like, heartbroken-looking fucking expression. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, I looked at you and I was like, oh, <laughs> am I missing some some, char- some character dynamic here yeah. <laughs> that makes this make sense? 
Yeah. So that happens. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a good moment. It's like, uh-oh, things are kind of shifting. Our producer doesn't like the the idea of having to edit this gonna be 3 hour. <laughs> we we thought it might be quicker, but at this point, at this pace, it's gonna be a 3 hour episode. It's gonna be a big guy. Yeah, uh, so so what we have started now is so that that's the last shot of the so Gabby and the blonde girl are arguing and Falco's like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And it ends up with the blonde girl saying, you know, I'm going to be nice to you because Sasha saved me. I want to be like Sasha, which is like, oh, that's really depressing. Yeah. Also, the... Uh, that's the, the last shot in that episode. Also, the... Uh, uh, Zachary is being kept on a... Uh, Zachary is being kept in an undisclosed location in the woods with Levi. Uh, I mean, not Zachary. Zeke is being kept yeah, in... Zeke. Zeke is being kept in an undisclosed location in the woods with Levi, uh, because no one fully trusts him. As is Yelena and her troops of anti-Marlian defectors, uh, just because Pixis, Pixis is like has a talk with them where he's like, "Yeah, I'm very sorry to do this. Like, legitimately, yeah, like, super sorry, but for security reasons, we have to kind of put you under house arrest for for a bit, yeah. just." Because Zeke is, like, too powerful and dangerous Yeah, for us. because... Yeah, Zeke's too powerful and dangerous, and we, you know, we suspect that you guys most likely knew what Ar- the shit Aaron was pulling without our permission. And that's, that's bad shit. Yeah. So, so that, that's the stakes that are going in there. Like, you're starting to see, like, some, some yeah. of the political threads pull at each other. Yeah. And then we get into... The episode before the best episode of the show. Yes. Episode 71, Guided. Yeah. Where we start to see, like, the fallout of Aaron attacking Marley on his own, the military coming to save his ass, and people being like, why is the military not supporting this? Like, why are you why are you trapping our leader, the glorious Aaron Yeager? Yeah. He's the only one who could lead us out of this. Yeah, they... Aaron has just won the general public over completely. Yeah. And now, mobs led by Reese, <laughs> your favorite character, are starting to like coalesce. And it's like, oh shit, fuck. Every complaint I've had about this show has been intentional. <laughs> You're like, uh oh, uh oh. The Reese thing was supposed to be bad, it was. Yeah, so uh, things are bad. They're being like, you should, you gotta save Aaron. Without Aaron, we're doomed. We need Aaron to save the day. Why'd you put him on house arrest? Because uh, Hanji is just trying to get into like the Capitol building, some kind of like important military building. Yeah, it, and they're like blocking her way. And the newspaper guys going like, could you please tell us what's going on here? Didn't you say like, you know, we need free information? And Hanji's like, I'm sorry, like, you know, things are different now. We need to like keep some information secret. And everything. And then, so, Zachary has... Zachary has a meeting with Mikasa and Armin, letting them know about uh, some of the sketchy stuff about Aaron. Yeah, and they're... And it's heavily implied, because Zachary has being set up in his office this weird-looking chair. It's It's heavily implied, based on the conversation with Connie earlier, to be, oh, they've created a contraption... 
to hold Aaron so someone else can eat him. Yeah, so they can get like, it out of this loose can and, and yeah. still have the weapon. Uh, like, it's like it's too dangerous for Aaron to still have this power. We're going to trap him and have someone else eat him who we trust who can then continue our mission. Yeah, and then, so what is it they... What is it he specifically tells them in that meeting? Like, I think he says, related to, hey, it's kind of hard to explain it retroactively because, like, a good amount of the season is them going, like, like, we as an audience don't have all the pieces. So much of it is, like, oh, uh, Zeke's plan. We got to follow Zeke's plan. Zeke's plan's this. You don't even really know what Zeke's plan is. <laughs> like, yeah. like, his actual plan until, like, the end of the season. And that's... Yeah, yeah. Like, there is... That is one thing I will complain about a little bit, is that, like, so much of it kind of blends together in terms of that stuff. But, yeah, so the the point of Zachary's speech is that... Yeah, we're gonna kill Aaron, replace him, and I guess they let him know, oh, Zeke's in the woods and stuff. Yeah, then... And he brings a chair in, and they're like, yeah, I just had some three uh, recruits bring a chair for, for me. Yeah, so then... Mikasa and Armin leave and get, like, ten steps away from from Zachary's office when it fucking explodes. And exactly half of Zachary flies <laughs> out into the streets. Smacks in front of the protesters. Yeah. And the protesters see this and they cheer. Yeah. And they're like, we're, you know... The world is it's for us now. This is our sign. We need to act. We need to give our hearts. And they all start doing the salute. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Ooh, no. This is not good. This is not good. Uh, yeah. And then in the coolest shot a fascist has ever received, we find oh, out. Oh, Aaron, we all find out Aaron's escaped. Yeah, Aaron has escaped. I think that's what Le- I think that's what Zeke said. Oh, Zachary says. Yeah, Zachary. Is that Levi has? Or, sorry, Aaron has escaped. Yeah. So we see just Aaron meeting up with Flock, who's his right hand man now. Flock's a fascist. Sorry, folks. I know we had a lot of and there was a lot of folk, folk, Flock stands out there, but yeah. it's over now. We see that in the last, in the previous episode, Flock's like, if only we had a leader that would kill more of them. Yeah, he's very pro-Aaron now. Yeah. Which, yeah, and the coolest, and one of the coolest shots in the show is Aaron's meeting up with Flock. Well, he's been shirtless these past couple of episodes, and he's ripped. But Yeah, uh, he's like in his prison cell in an episode being like, fight, fight, like fucking just showing off how jacked he is. Yeah, and he, putting on, in front of a sunset, putting on a shirt over like shirts twirling around shaking hands with flock and like the new recruits of of the Jaegerists yeah so that is and that's this is actually the episode where we get the shot about where they're all heading into the new into Niccolo's restaurant yep and they're all converging there they're like oh great yeah let's get a free meal the and the that, based, uh, the based hillbilly says that you said it's on the house, so I brought everybody. Yeah, and <laughs> and that this starts as a fucking as a fucking oh, cool. sitcom. Premise. Okay, all right, <laughs> folks, folks, we gotta break down the best episode of the show. 
It is it is it is one of the best ones. It's called it's episode seventy two, children. I think it's children of the forest. Which fuck is this? Okay, hell of a hell of an episode to make it one of the best episodes of the show. Not a single Titan shows up in this whole thing, if I remember right. Yeah. No, like, that shows how strong of a narrative the show has. Yeah, so... Like, jeez. It... Like, do not... Oh, yeah, because the Titans... Because the Levi scene happens in the next episode. Yeah, uh, which but, is also really sick, but that's yeah, not that doesn't happen yet. But, so, how this episode plays out is that So, they're at this restaurant. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, Gabby and Gabby, Gabby Falco and the have no. Dorfers. Gabby and Falco have yet to realize that any of these that the person all these people are attached to is Sasha. Yeah. So they don't know when they know they know that that Nicolo's a Marleyan though. So they. So. They are planning to you know. Try and talk to him and like get get some find a way of, home. Yeah, some sort of resistance going. Uh, and so they're in there. Meanwhile, showing up for a for a meal uh, to, for a talk with a for a talk with a Niccolo and a meal are Hanji, Jean, Armin, and Mikasa. And Connie also is Connie. I there? think Connie's also there. Like Connie all doesn't really have a main. big part there, but it, it's it's. It's the uh, all of the sc- of our old scout squad that is still surviving and not a fascist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they all. So yeah. So they all show up. Yeah, they too all show up at the same restaurant at the same time and are put in a different dining room. Uh, where they try and drink some wine, and Nicholas like, no, 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 don't drink that. And he tra- he plays it off as, as like if, as if, I'm racist. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. This is good wine. <laughs> yeah, but so then he's going down to the wine cellar to put that bottle of wine away, and that's when that is when uh, Gabby and Falco uh, slip him. away to go talk to him. Yeah, and, they and go over to the him. course of slipping away and explaining their situation. Niccolo puts it together who they are. Uh, Falco really quickly puts together. Gabby, shut the fuck. Sh- shut Gabby, the fuck up. Gabby, shut the, shut fuck, the up. fuck up. <laughs> this is not going how we want. This guy clearly does not like that we killed this woman. Uh, yeah, Niccolo is just looking at them like on an on the airship. You said. Yeah, and like, like Gabby. Yeah, yeah, we gotta stop. And Gabby's like, "Yeah, yeah, we killed her." And it's like, "You fucking idiot!" Yeah, because <laughs> Gabby is incapable of seeing the world of anyone seeing the world differently than the way she sees it. She just seems incapable of comprehending it. And no. so, so she thinks, "Yeah, killing this, killing this, uh, this island devil was good." Yet no one could have a different opinion. Meanwhile, Falco is very clearly reading the room and seeing, hey, I don't think this guy likes that we did that. Shut the fuck up. And as they're, and as they're doing this, you see you see fucking Niccolo start grabbing the same bottle of wine he was putting away. And he goes to fucking smash it, like fucking smash Gabby's head open. 
But, Falco jumps in the way and he gets yeah, smacked instead. Yeah, he, it shatters on his head. The line mixes with blood and like, runs really down fast. into his mouth. And yeah. Nicolof punches Gabby in the face and cut to black. I, I laughed. It was very good. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of cathartic at this point in the story where it's like. Gabby, oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> Gabby, you're racist and an idiot. Stop <laughs> You're a race idiot. <laughs> it's a bad combo to have. It's a bad combo to be racist towards a people in the place you currently are in. <laughs> yeah. And dumb. <laughs> yeah, so then he fucking drags them up the stairs with a knife like drawn to them and brings and, them into the room of Sasha's family and the orphans and he and he says to base till Billy these two just invent me they're the ones that killed Sasha as her father you should have first right to kill them and if, if you not I'm going to I will yeah and the base till Billy so I'm trying to. So first, first oh, yeah. now, first Armin comes in and it's like, oh fuck, there's the prisoners. Everyone come! Ah, like all you know, all the things are converging. I think there's like before this a short scene of the of the scout people talking about, oh no, like you know, Jaegerists, bad stuff happening. Yeah, like, Jaegerists are fucking bad. Jaegerists <laughs> yeah. are like the fascists that Aaron's you know rallying yeah. with. So, but yeah, so they. Uh, yeah, they're coming, and so there's this tent standoff where Niccolo is like, yeah, I'm gonna, I've got Falcon, I've got the boy in my hand, and I might not be able to kill both of you, but you clearly care about him, and you killed what I care about. Yeah. He's like, what's the difference? And then base Tillbilly's like, I'll take you up on that offer then, and gets the knife from him. And, and instead of killing anyone, gives a speech about how he about the futility of revenge, which is where the the episode gets named from. And Children of the Forest. It's yeah, so it's one of the best speeches in the show. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, it's so good. Yeah, the speech is like we're not gonna do it justice explaining what's about, but yeah. but I'm gonna what fully it, paraphrase, but yeah, it's. He talks like, about how how Sasha growing up uh, would was dedicated to life in the woods, and she was the best hunter or in the town. And but he knew the times were changing, and that wouldn't do. So he sent her out into the world, and instead of uh, learning to adapt from that, he feels like Sasha joining the joined the military and just learned to hunt on a bigger scale. And he lost his daughter not because. Of these kids here, but because of the systems that yeah, made that happen. She got lost in the woods and he doesn't want that to happen to any more kids. So yeah. he he refutes revenge. He refutes it and he puts the knife down. And that's a good enough speech that Niccolo starts like breaking down. He's like, What he's the like, fuck am I doing? He's like, I was gonna kill this kid. Holy yeah. shit. And, and we we think the scene's tension has evaporated. Yeah, like, at, think by this point. Before this point, I was like, oh, God, is this the best episode ever? It, did Sasha have another one of my favorite episodes after from the, dying? From the grave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she has fucking one of the like, top five episodes of the show. From beyond the grave. Like, 
they did it like they killed Sasha, but they gave her so much like gravitas yeah. and respect things in these episodes. Yeah. So yeah, we think we think oh, it's already goaded. We're set, and then yeah. Then he's like, oh no, uh, you you need to wash Falco's mouth out right now. Or before before that, one thing's happened where basically puts down the knife, and he's like, I'm done with it. And then the blonde girl grabs oh, yeah. it and she, tries she, to kill Gabby. Which shows the cycle's gonna of hatred just continues anyways, cause yeah. she cause she uh to quote uh Maria from West Side Story, now I have hate. Yeah, then you need to wash his mouth out now. It's it might be too late, but the wine got in his mouth and then it's revealed. They're like, what's up with the wine? That Niccolo, while he didn't explicitly know, heavily suspects that Zeke told him to. Zeke has told him to be distributing wine to all the higher ups for, to uh, all across the military for like free as a perk for the soldiers, uh, and like a higher up like, hey, here's some great Marlene wine, because Marlene wine's famous, which. Has been a thing that's been referenced before. Uh, hmm. But uh, he heavily suspects it's got Zeke's spinal fluid in it, which is the way that you turn someone into a titan by drinking Zeke's spinal... Well, whoever the beast titan is, their spinal fluid. Yeah. They get injected with that spinal fluid, and congratulations, Zeke can turn you into a titan, and he can control you. Yeah, at any point he wishes. Uh, so, so... So, yeah, so that... It's like shit. And that already would have been the best episode, but, but it has one more scene. Because then Armin as, and as Mikasa if... bring bring Gabby into a room and she's and explain that they don't want to kill her. And they're kind of refute they're also refuting Revenge. Revenge. They're like, I'm not doing this. And then as if this restaurant couldn't be more full. Aaron Jaeger shows up. Aaron shows up out of nowhere and is like, hey guys, let's have a chat. And they're all sitting at a table. He's already got his hand cut so they can't do anything. Yeah, because they know that he will transform if they try something. And Flock and the crew have guns trained on everyone else in the restaurant. But yeah, so it's... And Aaron's like, hey, let's talk. Cut. End of episode. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that is one of the best episodes of the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so fucking good. Like, the, f- the, f- the ability of just, hey, like, I really think it was a really great move to add all these characters from the Marley side, because you get these kind of interactions. Yeah. Like, all, all Isayama had to do to make a great story here was put these, like characters just in the same building <laughs> like, yeah. like that was enough for you to go uh oh <laughs> like yeah. that was enough for some crazy shit yeah so so we get on to that was the end of episode 72 now we're on to episode 73 savagery which is also one of the best episodes so fucking good <laughs> but has, for very different reasons it essentially has two halves to it which we'll go into both we'll we'll talk about both halves they almost feel like two Separate episodes, really. Yeah, two separate, like, mini-episodes, like, before and after the break. Yeah, uh, which was good, because you don't want to look away from the table scene. <laughs> yeah, so... 
the table, the chat, which we've been referring to as the table scene, is where, which I want to talk about this, because I'm, like, I want your opinion on it, because where Aaron reveals that, according to him, he has hated these Armin and Mikasa for the whole time, he's just not understood why until now, and it's because, in his mind, He's the only free one, and they are slaves to their impulses. He points out that Armin's new romantic interest in Annie is only because he ate Bertolt and has Bertolt's memories. memories. The only reason he does that is because of this. Armin, you're not free. You let Bertolt get in your head. And Mikasa... You're just a slave. We find out that what I have thought of as OTP simping... (laughs) <laughs> is hardwired genetically. <laughs> so Mikasa, we have always worked on the assumption, and I think Mikasa's also worked on the assumption, that that she is drawn to protect Aaron out of... Down, being down bad. Down bad and also loving him first as this friend and savior to her that saved her from sex slavery. Uh, and then as a pseudo I wouldn't she clearly she like blushes about him all the time as a romantic interest uh, that she has in Aaron Uh, but uh, nope (laughs) it turns out that her so that her the Ackermans are genetically predisposed to protect royalty no matter the cost and and she, and during her being saved by Aaron, he's close enough that her that it accidentally triggered that response in her, and all of her running after him has not been of her own free will. It has been because you like you're. She's basically enthralled to Aaron. Yeah, and then like. When Mikasa uh, and Ar- Armin's like, shut the fuck up, Aaron. <laughs> like, what the hell? And he, like, he, and he tries to, like, start getting up. And Aaron's like, put your fucking hands back at the table. Like, And Mikasa duh. fucking suplexes him. Yeah, Armin's and about to, like, throw a punch. she clearly did not want to. She's, like, crying as yeah, she's doing like, yeah. like, robotic and automatically just like, defends Aaron from like, him. Like, she has a look of horror on her face. Then Armin does get a punch in, which I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. You take that punch, but, but Aaron it's then... It's a good punch. Aaron then beats the shit out of him. It's fucking like, so it's brutal. brutal. But yeah. Oh so what I want to talk about with the with the table scene is and Gabby's sitting there like I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. So with the table scene, hmm. how much do you believe Aaron when he says that he's hated them the whole time? Because like I, my, I'm not sure how much to but. Cause like Aaron's not exactly a reliable narrator. <laughs> he's not, but like, cause so I've thought like, I think there's gotta be some degree of there's gotta be some degree of he's just saying this to hurt them right now because because they're not there have been actions throughout the show that Aaron did that are mm. clearly that to me read at, can only read as clearly. Just fucking devotion to the, his yeah. friends. He cried. He was he was the one who wanted Armin to come back to life and not yeah. Erwin. Yeah. Which, if he didn't give a shit about Armin, 
he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So, like, so far, at this point in the story, I see it as Aaron is, has a lot of fucking new emotions and shit. Yeah, Aaron has Basically, yeah. Aaron goes through a big change once he touches Historia's hand. Yeah. At the end of season three, part two, when he makes that very iconic face, it's kind of like a switch has been turned on to his head. And since then, everything's been kind of different for him. Okay. So I f- I think... So you from- think there is a large degree... In the... Say- in When he says... Not in the realities of why this stuff's happening, but in when mm. he says that he's really actually hated these people the whole time, mm. there is a large degree of just saying it to hurt them right now. Yeah, like, I think Aaron believes in the... The yeah. thing of, oh, Armin and Mikasa, you're slaves. I fucking hate slaves. Yeah. Ah, I hate them. Yeah. So, like, I get... That's definitely, you know, Aaron being genuine with his fucked up self. Yeah. But I don't think... I hate the whole time. I think he's just retroactively saying that. Yeah. Because it, it, that's not one of the things that, ooh, it was foreshadowed the whole time. Like, yeah. no. Like, I think Aaron's just like, I'm fucking pissed that you guys are not on board with my fascist regime... Yeah. Like, you could have been bros about this. So now, I'm just going to try to, like, I'm just going to try to hurt you. I'm just going to try to hurt you. I'm sorry. Fascist bros before SJW hoes. God. <laughs> but it's kind of what it is. Like, yeah. like, Aaron beats the shit out of Armin. Yeah. And is like, we've never fought because I knew I'd win. It's like, holy shit. Like, it's the... Okay, yeah. the moment that made me... Okay, this is tough. I remember I slipped I slipped out a little bit. And, like, I think we talked on, like, we were walking. I think we had just seen season one. And I was like, I mean, you can debate whether Aaron's a villain or not, <laughs> is what I said. Instead of, I thought, in, I don't remember what I was trying to say, but I, I had that slip out. Yeah. It was uh, Aaron with the coat. And this were the two scenes that cemented my mind, Aaron is now the villain of the story. Yeah. Like... Aaron has now become at least the antagonist. Like, we don't want him to succeed with whatever his goal is, which yeah. is the Zeke plan. Like, we yeah. now are actively preying on his downfall through Armin and Mikasa. Yeah. And I think the table scene is to showcase that, like, from the author's perspective. Like, okay, like, if you thought Aaron was a good guy, he's going to beat the shit out of you, like, your favorite character. Yeah. And so... Like, really trying to break off with what's going on. And Sasha just died thinking, yeah, Aaron Yeager's a real cool dude. Yeah. But, uh, so... It'll, it'll be interesting when you get, like... Yeah. What I think has been very interesting is... This season, we've never really gotten anything from Aaron's POV. Yeah, we You've really haven't. Like... like the what, only what scene from Aaron's is, POV was yeah. the, uh, the only scene from his POV was the, the, the fuck, fight fight. No, I was gonna say the. Uh, oh yeah, the fight we get his thoughts during that. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say also. Also, his meeting his grandfather. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, but like overall, we're not in Aaron. Unlike previous seasons, we're like not in his head. Yeah. So like. You know, once we get into his head, I think that's going to answer a lot of things about like, okay, yeah. why is he doing this? Like, what are like, what are his things? 
I think that'll make things kind of interesting. Yeah. But for now, he's beat the shit out of Armin, so fuck him. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so that yeah, so he that's does that. The he first takes half, yeah. he takes all of our favorite characters uh, prisoner, mm. and that's the first half. <sighs> the second half. <laughs> Oh, God, no, I have to admit something. I have to admit something. So, folks, um, you're about to see a character arc <laughs> come to its conclusion. Um, you're about to see it, folks. You are about to no. see in season four, <laughs> in the in the final season of this show, the second half, second to final, yeah. no one's had a, a bit of a change of heart. I, I, so what? What is it, Nolan? What? What's? What's changed? I know we've gone back to hating Aaron, but I'm I'm sure nothing else has changed. I like Levi again. Ooh! I what, mean, for the first that? time, I guess not again. Not again. I, but I Never like again. Levi. Okay. I cheered when he did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! This has been a slow realization, folks. I. Th- I think Noel sent you a message uh, when he was watching the first part of season four, part one, about like, shit, that's a cool Levi scene. (laughs) Oh, I can feel it coming, folks. Whenever Nolan goes from hating character to liking character, there's a little glimpse at first. (laughs) There's a little, shit, do I like this character now? And then nine times out of ten is yes. We came close in season three, folks. Even with Soy Jack Levi. <laughs> Soy Jack Levi. <laughs> but now... It's still my preferred form of Levi. <laughs> so if he was a, if he was a hunger-starved child, he would have been better in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> if a hunger-starved child did the thing that he did, he's so much funnier. <laughs> okay, alright. So, okay, so we're in the second half of the episode now, Savagery. So and we're Grisha, cable scene stuff. Yeah, yeah so... So Grisha and uh, Grisha and Levi are, are ra- hanging out around the fireplace, and you mean Zeke? Zeke, yeah. Uh, Zeke and Levi are chumming around a campfire, singing campfire yeah. songs. You know, they're C A M P F I R E S O N G songs. And Levi gets the uh, gets the word that Zachary's been killed, and the second he learns that, he tells his other guys, "We're not." not fucking waiting around for this dumbass plan. I'm yeah. just gonna kill Zeke now. He's like, I'm gonna kill Zeke because they learned that the Jaegers have taken fucking full control of the government. Like, yeah. the military had to bend over because once they realized that they had drank in the wine, that's it. Yeah. Like, you are now, like, basically have a fucking, like, suicide button that they can do for you. They can do on you. Yeah. So it's like, you are now under subservience. Like, Pixis gives in and yeah. now... Fucking Eldia is being run by Agorists now. Yeah, and yeah, and so he. Well, there's actually three parts to this episode. Oh yeah, the, the rooftop scene. Yeah, that, well, like fucked that one. But yeah, so the. Uh, so he gets the. Uh, so, he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill Zeke," and then when he turns around, it was admittedly a funny shot. Because it's bad, it's kind of badly animated. Zeke is like one shot. It's cartoon running. (laughs) It looks like yeah, he's running. They find out Zeke's running away, and it looks like you've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, you know that (laughs) shot of Judge Doom running away in the in in the alley. That's what I instantly thought of. (laughs) 
And but yeah, so, so he's, he's running, and Levi's like, what the fuck is he doing? He's not going to get far with all the men I have. And then he lets out a scream. Yeah. And all of Levi's men, who had drunk the wine, but Levi's a party pooper, so he hadn't, <laughs> uh, instantly turned to titans and the started of the woods. falling from the trees and going after Levi. It's one of... It's one of the craziest parts of the show. <laughs> okay, one second. Yes. So Zeke uh, turns all of these, uh, all the soldiers into titans. titans. It's such a great and shot. And it is felt like, it's not close enough to t- trigger it in everyone else, but... Like in the whole, but pretty much in the walls, but, but everyone, everyone feels it. Yeah, everyone on Paradise who has it feels it for a moment. Like if they drink the wine, it's like, whoa, why do you feel like a static thing right now? Like yeah. Falco feels it. Pixis feels it. Like, lots of characters yeah. that we, like, care about a good amount to not so much yeah. feel it. And it's like, uh-oh! Yeah, and so... Hanji doesn't, thankfully. Hanji's yeah. fine. But, like, a lot of the characters are... Not yeah. Cool. Uh, so... It's a great shot. They're all transforming. It's like, this, the camera's zooming out as you see everybody, like, falling from the trees. Yeah. It's... It's such a good scene. And so they... So he's... Uh... He's... <laughs> Zeke's taking a run, or we basically see Levi like, shit, what am I do? These are my comrades. And like, he sees their faces in the Titans and eventually there's like this beautiful shot where they're all like slowly coming in on him and he's just like falling. Uh Oh, and we cut to Zeke, uh, getting a ride from one of the Titans. (laughs) Yeah. Being cradled by it and go and take him for a ride. Feel Uh, the Titans next to him. But then, and he's talking about, I remember Aaron. I remember we have to meet. Like, I remember when and how we have to meet. I'm gonna... I'm, I'm coming, Aaron. I'm coming. When... Levi appears. Levi fucking slaughters the two titans on his side and cuts the legs off the one that's giving... that's giving yeah. Zeke a ride. And then Zeke goes, Shit, he's not dead! <laughs> so he transforms into the beast titan. And he starts ripping off parts of that last Titan and starts throwing them at Levi. And we get the sickest needle drop. The only <laughs> needle drop this show has ever done. Where, which tonally does not work with anything they've ever done before, yet feels so good. Of just a fucking Japanese rap song starts playing. Yeah, as like they're getting ready for round two. Yeah. Of Levi versus the Beast Titan, it's like, oh shit! Yeah, it's just this, and where Levi's just dodging these bits of Titan getting thrown at him, and then he just goes for the kill, just fucking blows Zeke up and takes his bleeding out body uh, with him. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not gonna kill you yet. We need you. That's yeah. like your Beast Titan. Yeah, which he, is kind of an interesting thing. Is that he should kill him. <laughs> that's the thing. Like certain characters just have straight up not been killed because if you you know if you kill a beast titan or a titan person, you just lose that power. Like it it it'll, spawns and like a baby. Yeah. Like doesn't work too great. Yeah. So then what? Ha- so, so yeah. Then, so that's that's the second of the three big things we say. Yeah. Then the third thing is Hanji as a prisoner is brought up to where the. Our old, uh, our old drill sergeant uh, character is training the next jet, the you know the new class of recruits, 
And it's kind of been implied, or it's pretty hinted at, or it's pretty pointed at pretty good that a lot of the Jaegerists are recruits. Yeah. Like, it's brought up that, oh, Zachary's chair was brought in by recruits. Like, these were recruits. Like, Aaron has, like, Wait, fully so- indoctrinated the recruits. Bran, are you telling me that this show would imply that amongst young military men, <laughs> there's a problem of rampant fascism? Never. <laughs> that, what? <laughs> what? That wouldn't happen. No. Ever. Surprisingly enough, uh, yeah. fascism is only in liberal arts professors. A hundred percent. Only only them. It's the most popular demographic. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, it's weird. It's, I don't know why. Like, It's like... Definitely I, not your buddy who dropped out of high school wears a Punisher logo <laughs> everywhere and you're pretty sure did a war crime in Yemen. <laughs> but yeah, not that. Not that. It's, it's, it's the woman who liked Hillary Clinton a little too much. <laughs> so they're on the roof and this scene's really... F- it was really fucking brutal about how kind of like realistic it was. Because where like, it's the... Basically, Flock, you know, the head fucking fascist Jaegerist. Hey, MG, I love you. So the, the head Jaegerist guy, Flock, he comes into the new cadet class. And the cadets are kind of like a little frustrated that the drill sergeant is still teaching them how to fight Titans. Because they're like, Titans aren't our enemy anymore. It's people. We got to learn how to kill people. You know, yeah. like, oh, you're so backwards in your ways and stuff, right? Yeah, and we hear whispers. So that's like the mild criticisms. Yeah. Then on the harder end, we hear whisperings of Jaegerist sentiments. Yeah, like... Uh, Aaron should take over this whole country. I can't believe this shit. Yeah. And like, how could this happen? Like, Aaron would save us. There's yeah, a few kids then, in the back. Then Hanji as a prisoner and Flock and some of his fucks uh, mm. come out onto the uh, come out onto the rooftop and like, congratulations, you've been liberated. You're all now you all can be Jaegerists now and stop this old decrepit military who has failed us. Yeah. All you have to if anybody wants to join us, Jaegerists, step forward now, please. Yeah. And the you know, a lot of the kids that were rumbling about that. Yeah, step forward. Step forward. And then Flock goes, Great! Uh first thing of action, beat him within an inch of his life. Yeah. And it's like and they're like, What really? Which kind of was interesting because it went from like, you know, the idea of, oh, would it be so great to be Jaegerist and stuff to like, okay, your first thing, be Jaegerist. Beat him up. Uh, then, so after that scene... Or so, we'll bring up his... First, so he brings up, you know, anybody who doesn't beat him up is not going to be Jaegerist and they're prisoners and stuff. So it's, it cuts to the, the drill sergeant being like, I can take all of you kids on, don't worry, like, oh, I'm going to be a strong guy. And then immediately cuts to him just being beaten on the Not ground. in a comedic way. Not, not, that's important, not in the a comedy way. The way we way. described it makes it sound <laughs> kind of funny. He's, but... he's got the family guy pose. <laughs> Lois, remember that time that I was beaten with inch of my life by fascist usurping my recruit class? <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, ah. <laughs> ah. But, uh, so it's fucking so... Yeah. I'm trying to make light of it, but it's such a fucking brutal scene. Yeah, so then we cut back for a little... all of them beat on him. Yeah. And all of them are now Jaegerists. But yeah, for a little end of episode stinger, Levi's got... The sort of starting to recover, but so badly damaged, slow process uh, body of Zeke 
in a cart. And he's got like <laughs> while he was recovering, Levi literally just stuck one Thunder of their sphere. yeah, like one of their rockets. Yeah, one of their fucking missiles in him and tied it to around his neck. his neck. So if he tries to move around too much, it'll just blow him the fuck up again. Yeah. And Levi's having fun uh cutting him up into little pieces. Yeah, it's fucked. And then you hear uh you hear uh <clears throat> Zeke say like Professor like some name I don't remember off the top of my head. Kazame. Kazame. He's like, Mr. Kazame, what would you think of me now? Because he lost the he lost his glasses too. He's like, Where are my glasses? Levi's like, you don't fucking need glasses, we're gonna fucking eat you. Yeah. So that is where episode seventy three ends savagery, which is Again, one of the fucking best episodes. <laughs> and we go right into a Zeke flashback episode. Zeke flashback, baby. Yeah. Episode 74. Now, you were really jazzed on this one. So why don't you the, tell, talk, you summarize the Zeke flashback. Episode 74, Soul, Sur- Soul Salvation, is really interesting because it makes you understand why the... The previous antagonist, I'd argue now it's Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Why the previous antagonist was the way he was. Which was really interesting. Because, like, God, it's really, like, you got the things of... So, Aaron, so, okay, so Zeke... It also shows that Grisha is a fuck. Grisha... Fuck Grisha. Grisha is a fuck, is a bad dude. Yeah. Grisha's a bad dude, and he's not being a bad dude yet. So, so, um... Like, Grisha... Grisha's actions were obviously, in a real-world context, bad beforehand. But they were yeah. never portrayed as such in the show. Like F- The framing of it felt very, ah, uh, it's a tough decision, but he's ultimately making the right one. Yeah. But, nah, this episode was like, ah, nah, man, fuck Grisha, <laughs> fuck yeah. him. So Soul Salvation starts with... So Grisha and uh, Diane Fritz—that's her name. The yeah. the her his wife and mother of Zeke, and they're sitting on a balcony and they're holding Zeke and he's like must be like four, like just a, like a toddler. Yeah. And then this uh, this guy this Janner comes out and he's like, "Hey everybody, what's up? What's going on?" And then he's like, "Wait, you guys are fucking Eldians? Ew! Like I'm getting the sl- I'm getting like the trash out of here." And he like throws water. fucking water on them and he's like, "How dare you fuckers keep breeding more of you?" Yeah. Which will come back. Which <laughs> yeah. is fucked. But um he's like, can't keep breeding more of you, gross guys, get out of here. So then we cut to like a few years down the line. Like that was one of like I guess one of Zeke's core memories. Yeah. Not a good one, not a good one. And it cuts to him where we recognize the the imagery of what's happening here. Zeke is training to be one of the warriors. Yeah. He's got his backpack on, the rifle, he's running in the thing. But yeah. what's different with him compared to the other warrior trainees we've seen. Is that he's bad at it. He's really bad at it. And the heavy implication is that he was enrolled into this uh, for two reasons. One, we find out later so that because for Grisha's plan, he needs his son to become one of the uh, warriors. One of the warriors. But also to throw suspicion off of Grisha about... It's Who's pretty, in the Eldian restoration? Yeah, it's like it's like a less uh, less heart wrenching and good hearted version of Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit making Jojo a, a Hitler youth to protect him and the family. 
Yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's really fucked because like, you see that Grisha and the mother. They Wait, don't... did I just describe Jojo Rabbit being a Hitler Youth as heartwarming? <laughs> oh, fuck! No! Okay, what I meant is... Move it. Clearly, I wasn't quite paying attention. Okay. Scarjo... So I should uh, fucking explain uh, that <laughs> statement. Is that... What I meant is that, you know, when it's clearly... You've seen Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. When Scarlett Johansson making Jojo a Hitler Youth to protect him is clearly shown as a... Something she's doing because she loves and wants to protect her son mm. uh, from the brutalities of fascism. Uh, but it is... But Grisha is... The framing is that Grisha is doing it... Grisha's using just his to son use his, for political gain. Yeah. He, like, he's using him for yeah. to help the revolution. He doesn't really yeah. care about him. Like, it's, it's a really fucked up because when... As I said, like... Zeke is doing, he's not good at it, and he's, like, in fear of flunking out of the program, and he over, and he realizes that what's happening is, he's being dropped off by his grandparents, like, every day, or, he's being dropped by grandparents a lot, by Zeke and Diane Fritz, and they're saying, like, oh, we're going to a social dance thing tonight, which is really their, you know, revolution meetings, and they're like, can you watch Zeke for us, grandparents? Like, great, so the grandparents will tell Zeke. The, you know, the Marlayans are entirely right, and Eldia was a fucking nightmare apocalypse, and we need to, you know... Atone. We need to atone for that forever. And then he'll hear that history. And then Zeke will go to his dad, and during... When his dad talks about the history, the complete reverse. Where it's like, Eldia was an amazing empire that did absolutely nothing wrong, ever, ever in its life. And we know it's somewhere in between. Where it's yeah, like... Yeah. Where it's... Eldia was fucked up, but Eldians shouldn't suffer for that centuries after. Which like, I think feeds into my theory that of how this relates to the post-war Japan mindset. Mm. Where it's like... Rape of Nam King? What the fuck's that? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So, and he brings up a whole other issue that Eldia was a paradise and the Marleans like stole it from us and we need to like kill them all and stuff. Yeah. So he's getting, like, two completely different views of the world, but at the same time, which is obviously fucking with him. Yeah. And it's so stressful, and he's, like, he overhears his parents saying, in order for him to become a warrior and the owl to, like, inflate his scores, he needs to at least be doing decently. And his dad is, like, super distant with him, not loving, like, and Zeke overhears this, and he's like, what's going on, and bad shit. And through all this pain and, like, stress and stuff, one day... He meets... What's his name? Oh, so yeah. So he's met at this point Dr. Kanaze. Yeah, Dr. Kanaze, who's... Who is just the current the Beast patch. Titan. And from what we learn is... At this time, point and period, the Beast Titan is considered pretty useless. Uh, huh. I mean, for warfare purposes. For the purposes of being able to extract its spinal fluid and use make Titans. They like him, but like... Other than that... He's not really considered useful. He's just... Yeah. He's In just, the wars. So he'll just hang around the base a lot. Yeah, and he's using that... He, he, Which is an arrangement that he introduces it to us as he's very happy with because he just wants to do, to do research using research. his gained memories of past generations mm. to try and figure out, like what the origin of Titans was. Okay. So because he's trying to figure out like 
you know, who was Ymir, who was the founder, like, what is, you know, I'm trying to figure out the origins of all this. Because, you know, with Titans passing down their powers, it's like, generationally, you can kind of see in the memories of that. Yeah, and so... he's like, it's worth it, even though I don't like fighting, I didn't want to be, you know, 13 years is long to live, I can now publish my life's work and, like, have more understanding. Yeah, so then, uh, one day... They start forming a relationship, and they start uh, throwing... A baseball round together. Yeah, and one day, while he's scooting around base, he overhears the fact that the military is very clearly closing in on on Grisha, and he and he's fucked. And he's like, he like tries to tell his parents, guys, you need to you need to take the the foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, he's like, please, like please, can you just not be da- like, don't be dangerous, please, like. Because he doesn't tell them they're turning it, the closing in, but it's just like, please stop doing this. Like things aren't gonna go good. And they just tell him to fuck off. So he then yeah. confides in Doctor Kanaze, who te- who's like heartbroken and is like, "You need a ride on him. You need to, you need to save yourself. Your parents don't care about you. Yeah. Save yourself from death." Yeah, he's uh, like, "If you're lucky, they'll save you and your grandparents." Yeah, because you know grandparents are very staunch people, supporting them. Like, yeah. just, you got to rat out your parents. Like, yeah. it's the only way to go. Yeah. And then we see that same scene happen from last season. And it's really interesting to see that happen because it kind of recontextualizes that. Yeah. Where it goes from, what a prick, Zeke. Like, yeah. to, you know, these revolutionaries also had very extreme things. Yeah. Where so. they weren't like, oh, you know, Eldie had his problems, but we don't deserve this. It was... Eldia was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And we need to go back to that. Like, we need to go back to everything it was. Yeah. Like, if these Elden Restorationists, like, won fully and everything, they would start fucking eating people again. <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, they would want to go all the way back to that. Which is not good. Yeah. And then... So... Then we see Zeke grow up a bit. Oh, yeah. Fla- he, gets, uh, he gets to be a young man. Still throwing catch with the... Yeah. With the the guy who and was getting really close to Doctor Kanaze's time being up. Also, Zeke doesn't look the way we've seen him before. Like no, he <laughs> no beard. It's no beard. No beard. No glasses. Uh, normal haircut instead of his usual haircut. But the professor, Kanaze, has not the beard. The beard was a pure Zeke wanted to look sexy move. But uh, <laughs> but it's I'll take your glasses and your beard. <laughs> yeah, but he, it, the glasses and the haircut are Zeke's glasses and haircut. Uh, and so then he has a long talk with Kanaze uh, as Kanaze is reaching the end of his tenure, in which so Kanaze talks about how in his past he pretended to not to be a Mar- of natural born Marleyan. When his wife found out after they'd had a kid that he was actually an Eldian, she slit her own throat and her their son's throat. Yeah, it was... Probably the son first. I know I phrased it the other <laughs> way, but it'd be a little hard that way. <laughs> I, got, I got a timer on me right now. <laughs> I got about 10 seconds here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so... Why did, why, why did I flip a coin? <laughs> he, so he mentions bad. his... What he calls his... Euthanization plan to Zeke. Zeke talks about as if it's something he recognizes, and then he says, "Don't worry, I'm gonna take over. I'm going to 
be the next Beast Titan. And I will, you know, I'll fulfill your plan. Like, I will yeah. do it. Then we get, like, a scene of Zeke and Aaron talking uh, in the... When Aaron is undercover in Marley, uh, passing a baseball around, and they're like, "We can't touch just yet." Yeah, but but we can pass a baseball, and and Aaron's like, "I'm super on board with the euthanization plan." He's like, "He's like, I will do it," and he's like, "What changed?" He's like, "I need to, you know, I need to eradicate Titans from the world and be, you know, I support you." Know. Oh fuck! What? Aaron Yeager. In episode one, he's yeah. going to kill every single Titan. Yeah. yeah. You may be onto something, you may not be. Foreshadowed <laughs> from episode one. <laughs> Foreshadowed <laughs> from episode one. <laughs> it may be something that it does. <laughs> Future. Yeah, I. Oh goodness, there's gonna be a certain moment where I'm gonna have like paragraphs of foreshadowing. Yeah. Okay. That so doesn't happen yet. Is there any Nolan uncover your ears for this? Well, Nolan uncover your ears. Yeah, the one we do where it's like you point out all the clear foreshadowing from previous seasons. Well, the one thing I bring up in the first half of the season is you see Aaron because there isn't anything because you know. As the time of this recording, part two has not been out yet, so it's just part one we've seen. Um, or I've seen it, anyways. Yeah. There's a scene where when Falco meets uh, who he thinks is Kruger at the on the, the bench, yeah. Aaron's got the baseball glove right there, yeah. and, he, and he's like, huh, neat. <laughs> there's the, so there's like some poking around and in indications in part, you know, other parts of this season about what happens. I mean, I guess instead of Nolan uncover your ears, yeah, I will say that. Wait, is that the next? No, I think that's this episode. Yeah, no, got one more. Episode. No more. I'm sorry. Um, what I will say instead of Nolan uncover your ears is, do you? I'll, I'll do a little, a little trivia here. Nolan. Yeah. Ymir is Norse. Is the Norse name of the first giant? Huh, the founder. Yeah, because Ymir was yeah. was the founding titan. Yeah, and in Norse mythology, the like the the god titan that was the first one was named Ymir. Huh, very interesting. I learned that from God of War. <laughs> <laughs> After we started these episodes, I was like, "Ooh, I got to put that somewhere." <laughs> Great game, great game. Yeah, so then but, um, we gotta discuss something. the final episode, though. Which whoa, is... whoa, whoa, so for Soul Salvation, yeah. after we get, like, 90% Zeke backstory, which really, like, recontextualizes what he wants to do, where it's yeah. like, he wants to... Is it this episode where he brings up his actual goal? I think so. Yeah. Where, what euthanization... No, no, we don't learn what euthanization is. Oh, sorry, it's not the next one. Okay, so... In this episode, 9% flashback, we cut to the modern day. Levi's still riding the cart with yeah. the horse on it. Zeke's in the back with the fucking missile in his belly. And Zeke is like, basically, witness me! Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls the pin of the fucking missile. Yeah. Which causes Levi to fucking explode. We don't and know. We we haven't seen Levi's body, so he's, he's alive. He'll be in the next batch of episodes. But It's going to fuck him up, though, at least. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he's fucking hurting. 
fucking came on for a week. I think some people thought Zeke was dead. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. So it looks like bad shit. He blows up the car. The horse is on fire. Holy shit, holy shit. Cut the credits on yeah. Soul Survivor. Salvation. Yeah. So now, now folks, we're on to the last episode of the series. Yeah. Of the season, sorry. Not the series. Uh, episode, episode 75, Above and Below. The episode that... I... We're caught up with me now, folks. Yeah. That's it. Like, you know that scene in Loki where it's like, it's happened. <laughs> That's what it's like for me now, folks. Um, I I know the plot points about things that are going to happen next, but I haven't seen them in the order. I haven't. I don't know what music choices they're going to use for certain things. I don't know like how they're going to showcase things. I really hope they elaborate on certain things. But like, we're in kind of new water, folks. I have like imagine I'm trying to navigate the world right now, right? And I got a map from, like, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I may have the broad strokes, but there's America there, and it's not on there. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. So this is the last episode of what has currently been released in the show at the time of the recording. By the time this comes up, there'll be a couple of Season 4 Part 2. So but, are there yeah. any... Since we're caught up with the show now, are mm-hmm. there, have there been any divergences... That like are of in from source material that are interesting that you don't think would give away stuff for the final batch of episodes. So far, it's been very faithful. Like I would say, when you when you go from like anime to or sorry manga to anime, it's not like oh it went from a comic book to a movie if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of studios see the manga as like, okay, this is more or less like a bit of storyboarding. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is kind of like the poses we're looking for. This is this this and that. Mm-hmm. Like... Then why isn't it playing in reverse like a manga? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goes backwards to forward. You gotta read the subtitles right to left. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so far there hasn't really been many divergences. There, it isn't like, the, you know, like the boy show versus the comic. Yeah. Like, it's been really close so far. But what... I do think it hopefully happens is apparently season four, part two is 12 episodes. That's the rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. If that is, and we may get a movie, we'll see. I, th- I think it's likely because of certain things I don't, I don't want to actually have in the show um, with the budget. Um, I think they're going to have room to elaborate on certain things. Okay. Like I think the manga for the last thing is going to be more of a skeleton that this anime is going to build on. Where it's like, okay, that's a really cool idea. Give me a little more about it. Okay. I see that happening. We're now over the three-hour mark for this episode. Like, obviously you're going to cut and trim (laughs) down a bit, but, like, what the end product is going to end up being over three hours. So big. So we should really quickly go through the final episode. Uh, Yep, Above and Below. So Above and Below uh, starts with Zeke almost dead. And then in like in his like near death state, he sees a girl. Yeah. Probably not important. Probably not. Yeah, but then so then the Titan he was riding with the big pregnant belly uh <laughs> scoots up to him, scoops rips, him in. rips her belly open, sticks him in and scoots off. Yeah, scoops him in there. Yeah. It's a shot. 
So now Zeke is on his way to Aaron through yeah. the belly. Then, so Aaron, meanwhile, is back in the Shingashima. Yep, Shingashima district. It's now shown that armbands are now in Eldia. They got an armband if like different colors. Whether you, you like yeah. you drank the wine and cooperated, drank the wine and are not cooperating, or if you were like Jaegers from the start. Yeah. Depending and, on your color. And it's like, uh-oh, that's bad. Yeah, and so the that's going on. Then all of our all of our major characters who aren't who aren't, uh, who aren't on the bad guys <laughs> team yeah. are in prison and they they learn what the euthanization plan is from Yelena. Yes. Uh, and it is uh Yeah, the euthanization plan is that they're somehow going to sterilize the entire... Eldian race. Yeah, they're going to sterilize the race. Through the power of the paths. I think yeah. that's mentioned. Yeah, from... So you, they're going to do fantasy eugenics. Uh, and uh, and then just let them die out naturally. But in the... Uh, and so in the meantime, they're going to pass the founding... After the rumble's gonna, right, they're gonna do a partial rumbling. As Zeke's plan, it's more or less the same, but with the eugenics as an extra step. Yeah, so where it's they're still gonna do a partial rumbling to show the force of their nations. So they can, you know, next fifty years they can industrialize and stuff. Yeah, and they're gonna have the uh, the imi- uh, Krista's baby is going to be the next founding titan, so that he it'll last for. So that it they can keep passing around the founding titan and they can just keep touching the touching the offspring, like just like shaking their hand, and then boom, you have the power to do stuff. Until the population completely dies off and it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, that's fucked. Uh and Yeah. Cause there's hints in Zeke's in that backstory episode where he's like, I wish I'd never been born, or like the yeah. you know, birth is a curse kind of stuff. So yeah. that's the kind of natural conclusion of that. So then, uh, in so, Aaron goes to confront Gabby, uh, who is being kept separate from the other prisoners. We forgot to mention. I think it's a few episodes back. The last shot we see is Peak is in Eldia. Oh yeah, Peak is in. Yeah, Peak has is in Eldia, like yeah. hiding, like with the newspaper. Like she's so you can see that Marley is starting to like. Mount its force on Eldia now. Yeah, and so things are building. Why is why is Gabby separate again? From Falco? From everyone else as a prisoner. I remember that basically Aaron was just like, hey girl who comes who killed Sasha, come in. Like <laughs> Yeah. And so I don't know if he was gonna like fucking sacrifice her or something. Yeah. We don't know, but, but he was dragging her along for something. I don't think it was something good. Yeah, but then Peek shows up, pulls a gun on him. Uh, and, and Aaron, once again, goes, you know you can't fucking kill me. Yeah. Like, if you kill me, your mission is a failure, and they will kill your family. So, yeah. like, and you're not going to do shit. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm on your side now, as long as totally. you're taking Marley out. And Gabby's sad but conflicted and, like, just broken down at this point, because she's now learned to see the world. In gray instead of black and white. 
But not for long, <laughs> baby. Woo! Uh, we're, go- we're turning up that contrast real quick. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, so she's seeing the world in gray, and they're being brought along because the condition of Peaks uh, of surrender and joining their side is point out your comrades, point out your friends. Yeah. So I can kill them. Point out where the enemy is. Well, he doesn't exactly. use that phrasing until it make for a cool moment for her. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she's he's like point out where the enemy is. So yeah, he brings her up to the uh, to the rooftop, and we see her. So she briefly we see that uh, Galliard, uh, the Jaw Titan, is uh, in the crowd. In the crowd of I didn't notice it the first time. Yeah. So yeah, and then. But she doesn't point him out. They go up to the rooftop. She kind of gives a signal. She, like, waves her hand, like, hi, everybody. Which was yeah. the signal for him. Yeah, and, like, Gabby's breaking down as she comes to the idea that, no, this world's more complicated than I thought. No. But then, it's not more complicated <laughs> than you thought. Woo. So, Peek takes her hand, and it's like, you didn't actually think I'd sell you out, did you? Aaron's like... Where's the enemy? She points to him. Points to Aaron. There he is. And then the fucking jaw titan comes up. From the floor. Yeah. And tries to eat Aaron, but only gets his leg. Yeah. She jumps from the rooftop with Gabby uh, to safety. And then Aaron turns into Chet just as a fucking host of Zeppelins with, with Reiner on them are descending upon Shingashima. Aaron looks up and goes... Hello, Reiner. He goes, Reiner. Reiner. It's like, let's end things. And then Reiner's in the ship looking down at him. And And that's where we leave off. (laughs) And cut to credits. Woo! All right, so. What a way to end your season. Before the top five anime moments, do we have any wrap-up thoughts we want? Any wrap-up thoughts? Um, Like I said, I think season four, part two is is going to be like season three, part two with those payoffs. Like there's so many things that they're establishing, but they did it better this time, like a lot better. And there's going to be crazy shit. I make no adjustments to my fan theory. None. No notes. No No notes. notes. Despite knowing Aaron is now like a villain. I mean, it wasn't exactly like a, uh, Aaron's a good guy theory to begin with. He'd have to eat Armin, but, uh, okay. But my, the, my theory still stands that that's gonna happen once you get all Titans in you. Obviously, I think. I don't know. I think. Actually, okay, I'm gonna make this tweak. I think that kind of moment happens in this kind of ether realm, mm. but I think Armin is the one that gets all the Titans. I think cool. it comes down that Eren's gotten all of them except Armin. Armin fucking Chork. Gulp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And handsome Armin Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron slides down Edward Handsome Squidward's gullet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Interesting. So, obviously I can't give a theory. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I... Well, my theory... My theory... My theory is... I heard a rumor, and I, I'm, I'm banking it on it. Um, episode 5 is going to be the best episode of the show. Or whatever episode is from you 2,000 years ago, whatever episode is that is going to be the best episode of the show. I'm just saying it right now. It's going to be the best episode of the show, and I'm also predicting there will be a movie. I'm predicting that. That's my predictions. 
You have story predictions. I have this could happen <laughs> in, a, in a media sense. All predictions. Right. That sounds good. So now Nolan's top five anime moments. Number five. Number five is going to be that shot, that POV shot of ODM gear. It's a good one. It's yeah. A good one. Number four. Number four. Niccolo punching Gabby in the face. Right. It's so great. One of the biggest memes that came out when yeah. the first part was airing, when this was airing, was people going, I hate Gabby. All my homies hate Gabby. <laughs> that makes sense. She's very hateable. Yeah. So what about number three? Okay, number three is going to be... Uh, it's another punching one, but it's right. Armin punching Aaron Yeager <laughs> in the face. I felt so happy for Armin in that moment. It ended really well for him, too. Yeah. Oh, it did. It did. It did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> he got what was coming to him. All right. What about number two? Number two is... Is uh, the... Uh, is the jaw titan bursting from the... Uh, <laughs> Bursting from below Aaron and biting his lights off. That is quite good. And what's number one, Nolan? Remember when that horse got kicked really far? <laughs> <laughs> it's still a winner, baby. <laughs> okay. The actual... Say it. <laughs> Say it. Do it. It's the Levi versus Beast Titan fight set to rap music. Folks, if you had only watched... I will say, overall, the winner of this entire show is going to be the horse getting kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you had listened to the first episode... or No, Levi doesn't even show up to the second episode um, in our podcast. Yeah. If you just listen to episode two and listen to it now, the character growth! The character growth! Going from hating Levi to... His number one moment being Levi. Well, I mean, Levi has made my number one moments before. Exactly, but actually liking him now. Like this, it, lest we forget, the lack of Levi was the, <laughs> was the winner in season two, and then in season three, part one, Soy Jack Levi was the winner. <laughs> You've had your ups and downs, like Aaron himself. Aaron's back on the comma, baby. <laughs> Hasn't gone too far yet. <laughs> All right, we'll stop holding you hostage, folks, and let you go enjoy don't, your families. Don't worry, the gun is now off your head. <laughs> You're now you you now can watch you can watch the new thing now. So I can just mention uh, our next episode of Attack and Titan is going to be on season four, part two, but not the whole thing this time. Yeah. We're finally caught up. Oh my goodness. And that's why we had to make these episodes super long and like lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, the next episode of Attack and Titan, we will cut the next part is probably going to be episodes one through five of the new season. Yeah. If the, th if that flashback thing happens sooner or later, we're going to go until that part. 
until that, it'll be the last episode we watch. Yeah. So whoever that works out, we'll make it work. If it's 12 episodes, maybe five, seven, we'll see. Yeah. So we'll see it. So next week, we're going to be covering a very classic kaiju movie. One of the oldest ones we've covered. Yeah. Um, The first Rodan movie from 1955, just called Rodan. We can finally get our, our Rodan origin story, where Rodan's flying around and thinking, hmm. Yeah. And then we just get backstory of everything about him and what his deal is. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at kingofthecasters at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, K- at, at KOT or at Podzilla KOTC. And then if follow If you want to follow us in real life, Brandon lives at. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then, folks. Yes. All right. See you next time, baby. Woo.